Boston Sports Syndicate. I'm missing you back and back and back and back and back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place. So yeah, baby, face it. You work overnight and I'll be okay. I'm missing you back and back. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast. Michael Travers bringing it to you alongside Bill Travers. Bill? How, How we doing? doing? I'm good. How are you? Way to be ready. I'm good. Way to be ready off this off the jump. I love to see it. We also bring in James Cam uh, as a third member of our podcast. James, how are you doing? I am great. How are you? Good. Um, we're actually going to do a little bit of a surprise here um, to end to end 2019. The the uh, Boston Sports Syndicate podcast has invited some special guests along, so we have a uh, a cluster. You know what? Um, here in the, the uh, what do we call it, the Syndicave? The Syndicave, yes. So joining Bill, Trademark James. pending. <laughs> joining Bill, James, and I, we have our, let's see, Red Sox podca- uh, podcast to be named later, um, writer for the Syndicate website. Anything else he does? Or is that, does that cover it all? Writer of a million articles. A million, right. A million articles and a Red Sox podcast to be named later. Chris Henrique. Chris also, he joins us uh, here on Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm only going to say it one more time. I'm good. So not everybody <laughs> asks me anymore. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, another Red Sox podcast to be named later, co-host. And uh, we call him the uh, Syndicate Brock Holt. Which I guess for ha- now. has to be changed to another utility player. Yeah, Matt Desrochus. What's going on, TBD? Uh, what was it? With Brock Holt? No, nickname uh, TBD. Peraza. Peraza Dente. Mr. Peraza Dente. Mr. Peraza Dente. is a possibly. I don't know. We'll, we'll maybe workshop it here. We got enough people. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will be able to figure it out from here. Uh, Matt, how are you? Please I'm great. Don't ask me how I'm doing. Merry Christmas. Yes, there we go. Um, and that's not it. So that would be number. Wait, there's more. Five. Contestant number six, we have um, fantasy. What is this, The Bachelor? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Surprise. Uh, we're all set it up for Kevin. <laughs> uh, contestant number six, we have our fantasy sports um, writer at, at the syndicate, Boston Sports Syndicate.com. James, turn your flashlight off on your phone, please. It's blinding. Um, <laughs> and the only member of the cat, the panel today, who is not a Boston sports fan. So. He'll probably agree with me on a lot of things that I say, but um, Ryan Bessie also joins us. Ryan, how's it going? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, though, Mike? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, for those that didn't hear, Ryan said he's terrible. Uh, I'm assuming it's a Cowboys thing, but I don't I don't know. I guess we'll get into it later. And <laughs> lastly, certainly not least, I believe making his podcast debut, yep. um, part-time writer, Full-time uh, supporter of Tom Brady, um, <laughs> Kevin Santos. Kevin, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? No, I said don't ask me anymore. <laughs> I know it's intentional. <laughs> don't just, just what not. if it changed though? We've been introducing people for a long time. At what if it has changed? You know what's funny is I thought that was going to take way longer because everything that we do for some reason takes forever. Like opening thoughts are like 40 minutes long. That took about three minutes. So what do we do now? It's been a great 2019, everybody. We'll catch you in 2020. My wife usually asks me the same question. Jesus. It's been a great three minutes. What do we do now? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yikes. Um, 
I think we might have to put a disclaimer on this one. Yeah, yeah. Ryan said a uh, couple beers, so maybe he's going to be – maybe maybe I just keep the mic to myself and I don't share a little. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we do get started, I, we have some stuff that we want to discuss as, as a whole as a whole seven-man unit here. Um, before we do that, I want to say thank you to everybody who's taken the time out this year to um, listen to our podcast. Um, at the beginning, when this whole thing started – I mean, we branched off from a, from a from a previous venture, and we didn't really know what was going to happen. And um, it's been fun. It's been a good ride. And we still don't know what's going to happen. No, we because we're know. making it up as we go. That's true. Because we started as one show, and now we've we've got three or four or something like that. And before you know, it, we're going to be covering some UFC stuff. We're going to maybe do some wrestling stuff. Probably not, but I'm getting James excited. <laughs> we've done college football. stuff. It's going to happen. Spoiler. So we've uh, we've we've at least uh, we've at least branched out a little bit, but. Um, Piling all the numbers together, listens to podcasts this year. Um, we had just over seventy five thousand across all wow. platforms, across all, um, uh, all the pod, like all the podcasts together. That's not just the Boston Sports Syndicate, Syndicate podcast. That's including Red Sox podcast we named later. That one poke the bear that we did way back when. Um, and I didn't know your mother had that much time to keep re-listening <laughs> to podcasts. <laughs> Just it's it's just over seventy five thousand. So thank you to everybody who did take the time to listen. Um, which I think seventy five is is a is a very 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 impressive number considering we're doing this in the basement of a house in in South Coast Massachusetts. So I think it's uh, I think it's impressive. And, and and thank you to you guys obviously for for providing the content and uh, to everybody for listening. Well, that's an impressive number. The other number that I wanted to talk about is the um, the website number of hits, article reads that we have on the website, which is more so to these guys here that aren't that weren't on the podcast that do a lot of writing. The Chris, Matt did some. Kevin, I think, did one and a half uh, or so. I think I got up to two, but <laughs> you may be right. You take two halves, you put them together, that, that equals a full. Ryan, obviously, doing his, uh, his get them in, get them out for fantasy sports and um, you know college football previews and that kind of stuff. We hit a hundred and forty-five thousand. Oh, and Bill with his uh, his articles too. Yeah, I suppose we could count those too. Yeah, those those articles he did about the drunk junk drawer of the mind and his Red Sox um, Red Sox column to be named later, which became the podcast to be named later. Um, one hundred and forty-five thousand page views hits. Um, again, that's that's incredible, and you know, thank you to everybody that that took the time. Now I've talked too much. So anybody else have anything to say or thoughts on on those numbers or anything like that? I'm gonna hand the mic over. I want to give a shout out to Ryan for his get him in, get him out. He obviously put a lot of work into those every week. Um, so I just want to say good job. He should have listened to himself for his own yeah, fantasy uh, league, which is what I'm hearing from you guys. I lost my own championship for not listening to what I wrote in the own my own article. But uh, you live and you learn. That and uh, I, I'm, it was the Christmas season. I'm a giving man, and this guy seemed real desperate to finally put an old notch in the belt. So, let Maddie get it. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice, my wife. No, we've been doing this for oh about a year, right? We've been the syndicate for about a year. December first. December first, right? So we've been at it for like like I said, about a year. But we three hundred sixty-five days, twelve months, fifty-two weeks. All different versions Next of Next year's a leap year. Numbers will change. <laughs> yeah. Things happen. No, but we it's we a good launched thing the podcast right after the first of the year, though. First podcast right. was after. We launched the website December 1st. Yeah. And we had the sweet preview that started it all, James. Kudos to you. I just want to say thank you to all you guys for letting me play with you guys. You know, this has been fun. That's what I think about. I come down to the, to the studio, and we get to talk Red Sox, talk fantasy. 
you know, we get to hang out and write articles, so it's pretty cool. Using the, and, using the phrase, uh, play with you guys, and the fact that we're broadcasting <laughs> from a basement in South Coast, Massachusetts. Wow. And he mentioned fantasy in there, too. <laughs> if you guys cut this up, I could be pretty sketched out. <laughs> we'll get to sports. Don't worry. We'll get to sports. Anybody else? We're good. We want to get right into it. Kevin, nothing to say over there. Man, a few words. Man, a few words. Very select. Fantastic. James, go ahead. What do you have to say? No, I got Everybody's good. Got you know what's, no, you know what's crazy? It was awesome. It was you know, the guy who's been around forever. Okay. Yes. It's been awesome working with you guys. I was just a fan out of the old venture. And then when you guys decided to do the new venture, I hopped along and it's been fun. I became the brand manager and now I do writing. Which, kind of, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of editing on that writing. Hey, <laughs> but it gets done. Yeah, more than me. So, yeah. but uh, no. Yeah, again, thank you to all you guys that are sitting here. Thank you to everybody who's listened, and especially and, everyone uh, in Wichita, Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, Kansas is our, is our biggest, our second biggest fan after Boston, which is weird. But, um, yeah, I know odd, isn't it? I don't know. M- must not be much going on in Wichita. I don't know, but uh. <laughs> but the purpose of us all getting here to get today is, is is to obviously talk about uh the four sports teams so ryan i think i think you can probably go at this point uh we're gonna talk red sox celtics bruins patriots obviously um and what i want to do is i want to start with everybody giving their grades for the teams um so far for, for 2019 where we're putting a cap on the year so you know obviously the only team that's completed 2019 is the is the um is the red sox but, I mean, the Patriots are pretty much, we can do their regular season. The Bruins and Celtics will try and keep it to kind of what they did in the off offseason. Um, and then so far this year, if you want to break the rules, by all means, there really are no rules, so you guys do whatever you want to do. But, um, Ryan, keep your clothes on. Um, <laughs> but I want to kind of go around. I actually want to start with Kevin because he's the he's the soft-spoken, most, uh, most uh, fun-loving um, I don't know. Sports guy. He loves Tom Brady. So immediately, <laughs> I figure. I figure that if we start with him, he'll piss me off, yeah. to, and I'll just get going right, right off the hop. So it'll be great. So Kevin, I want. want you can choose whatever team you want to go, and this is o- open, so everybody can start hating on him the second that he says whatever he's got to say. I'm gonna do it too. So um, start wherever you want. Give me the team, and then your grade for their season, um, and then maybe just why you're giving them that grade. Uh, well, I guess I'll start with the Patriots, which is what I've followed most closely. Um, if I was going to give them a letter grade, you're probably looking at ugh, B minus, C plus. Um, in terms of the win loss record, they're I mean they're still up there, obviously, but the performance on the field has definitely uh, left something to be desired. Um, Tom Brady has not been his old self. Uh, I know Mike constantly thinks does I'm, that hurt no it does not hurt no surprisingly it does not hurt so what do you give brady for a grade oh. brady individually what do you give him for a grade up until i would say last week even he's probably hovering around to see himself um generous that that is probably generous and that may be more of my tom brady fanboy side um but no it's been it's been fairly ugly for most of the season and it's kind of surprising that they're still sitting where they are I think he kind of nailed it there. I would have given him – if I would have given the Patriots a grade for the 2019, I'd give him a B, a solid B because the win-loss record, you can't ignore it. Yes, and you can. What do you mean you can't ignore it? No, you can't it. ignore it. It is what it is. And their defense has been an A. 
So if the if the offense has been a D, I give him. A, I'd say a C. To Kevin's point, that's about Brady's grade. I agree with that as well. A C. I like equals this. B. I like this. I got a lot of agreement. Let's, a let's go. Equals a on, on defense. C on offense. Average that out. It's a B, and they're good on special teams too. So that definitely makes it a solid B. You want you want you want the non-Patriots grade? Yeah. A minus. Whoa! Whoa. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the mic away. <laughs> Mike's leaving. They what? They what? Three losses? Yeah. Three losses. You're getting a bye week unless you lose to the Dolphins, which yeah, well, is can. entirely possible <laughs> given our history. Well, no. I mean, it's in New England. It's not in Miami. You guys, the fiasco's in Miami. And I think, I mean, the biggest the biggest hit. Patriots take this year is what the offensive side of the ball the wide receivers aren't helping Brady but I say the A minus because the Patriots didn't know it and they tried they tried for Adam Humphreys and he said nope Tennessee already gave me something they tried for Cole Beasley and he said nope I don't want to come here you traded for Sanu God you I'm sure you guys want that back but they knew the weaknesses and they put the effort forth and you're still going to end the season at 13 and 3 you didn't even mention Antonio Brown yeah, Antonio Brown. You you know he'll be in the Hall of Fame, Patriot Hall of Fame. You know, in, in like another year, he'll have the red was jacket. It the, on. Was it the seventy fifth different receiver that Brady threw a touchdown yeah. to? But, yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's the same. It's the same song and dance we do every year with them, and they will be there in the AFC Championship game. They will be standing oh, there. I disagree. I don't know. Last time, last year, actually, probably to the day, I remember claiming that the dynasty was dead in this very studio. And then they go on to win the Super Bowl. So I, I it was after the Miami game. Yeah, after, no, after the Steeler game, right? It was the it was the the Miami miracle, and then they lost to the Steelers in like the four o'clock primetime spot. No, we, and did, we a did a show at Miami. Was it, it was, which yeah. way, which way was the schedule go? We did a sh- <laughs> like we did, did a Miami, show at Pittsburgh after the Miami. Miami game. Right, we did a show after every game. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, but I, I can't. I remember. It's not here. There. Now, Just Google it. Google no. it. Google it. Was it Miami, Pittsburgh, or Pittsburgh, Miami? Because after the two completed, that's when I, ca- I called them now, dead buried. The whole the whole narrative this year has been like the Brady's receivers aren't helping him. How much how much do you put into that? Like how much stock do you, do you agree with that narrative to an extent? Completely. I I fully bought into that until. Uh, not this last game, but the week before that, and to me, then it's I, I turned more on Brady there. Because my only issue with that whole narrative has been, you know, you guys have you got Nikhil Harry and you got Jacoby Myers, you got these young receivers, and it's like you know it's the receivers, it's the receivers. It's well, why can every other team have these rookie receivers play great? DK Metcalf in Seattle and Terry McLaurin up in Washington, but you guys can't. And it's but you look back to the the track record of what Chad Jackson and Andre Reese Caldwell, whoever Caldwell you had, you know, Rache. you got Rache. You guys suck. Maybe just the fact you suck at drafting wide receivers. And who does that come back to, Bill? Like everyone's like, oh, it's his. Re-. Like, I, I mean, I would agree with you with the sucking at drafting wide receivers. Although I think being out on Nikhil Harry this early is. I'm not out on him by any. I I actually have been very impressed with with the limited reps he's actually got. That's the other thing. You look at the snaps, he gets 28 snaps out of a possible 73. Like, play the kid. You you have three losses. Play the kid. Like. (laughs) To go back to Matt's statement, it was Steelers. Fantasy and college (laughs) schedule. Chris, what is your, uh, what is your, your, your. Uh, grade for so the my, Patriots for this So season. my grade for the Patriots, I think that they are probably the most overrated team in football this year. Easily the most overrated. Well, think about based it. on well, record. Hang on. Based so on think record. about it, right? Who, who have they beaten? 
They beat Buffalo twice in your division. You, sh- you should beat them. I don't think Brady's lost to Buffalo in his entire career at home, right? I mean, that shutout I mean, like 38 you, I'd give no, no, I'd give Buffalo a little so, more credit than that, though. So yeah, I, I would give Buffalo the credit, but then I you take a look I'll at you why once what's done. the only other team that they beat. Cowboys. Thank you. Sorry. So besides, <laughs> but besides the Dallas Cowboys, so <laughs> I think that I think the statement was made that it's a guarantee they're going to be in the AFC title game. We're just going off of prior history. There are two teams that they're going to have to go through in some capacity that they didn't beat yet: Kansas City and Baltimore. Well, you don't have to. You won't have to play Baltimore until the AFC Championship. So game. if you get there, but I mean, look at the way they play. Look at the the Ravens completely pulled the Patriots' pants down and slapped them in the ass. Like they completely did that in that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then from there, like the Patriots have beat Pittsburgh, no quarterback, Miami. Well, at the, the Jets, at the time, the Redskins, at the time they had they the had Giants, been. the Browns, the Eagles, and the Bengals that they had to film the sideline for. Like I'm not a, like I'm not like I'm not a Patriot hater. I just don't think that they've done anything to warrant. They haven't played anybody, and the they team haven't. that they have played, they've lost to. They lost. They lost. They they lost the three losses. Were the three best teams they played this year, wasn't it? Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Texans. somebody help me. Yeah, so those are your three your three other playoff teams in the AFC. Those three. Te- so you're right. They have, they're going to have to play one of those teams, right? Basically, to to get to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean, so if I if I'm going to give them like a grade, I mean, I would say. I think a B minus for me is generous. The offensive line is atrocious. The offensive line's an F. They've done nothing to improve that. They get all these like retreads off the. Uh, who, who's the dude that plays left tackle there? Newhouse. Win was a, th- that. Newhouse. First off, it was Newhouse for. First off, Win is a waste of a draft choice. Like they drafted that dude, he immediately got hurt. And, like that was a waste of a pick. So was Sony Michelle, but well, it's not the topic. But it's, I feel like that's too early to write someone off. But. Well, but I, I, I agree with you. He hasn't, yeah. he hasn't been anything <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> I know. I just I. We said UFC. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just think that I think if if survival of the fittest. If for once New England just kind of looked out. at it objectively, the Patriots are not as good as we think they are. And I, I'd be I'm typically one to like. Everyone always plays the card with me of I'm hedging my bets. Hey, oh, Ryan hedges his bets. Where most of the time, like, I'm actually just right <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> No. Like, I picked the Patriots to win every year. Ryan's hedging his bets. Oh, the Patriots won. Because they were, like... But you to go off the thing of, like, who have they beaten, who have they played, it's the same crap every year. They play, The AFC East doesn't get better. Besides, as I saw Kevin, like, jump at that, Buffalo did get better this year. And you can't argue that. Their defense is much better. Josh Allen grew throughout the year. Um, granted, he only played like half the first game, but he definitely got better and pushed you to the wire in New England in December, which is really hard to do. But besides that, it's the same thing every year. Who do they play? I, I don't but think that's it's also a-, a testament to you guys of always being so much higher than even if you play somebody. It's just that New England's been better. Like I, I don't think it's the same thing every year because last year they lost five games. None of the teams that they lost who made the playoffs. They always seem to step it up against the better teams. Whereas this year, the top teams are the ones that they're losing to. And they're only beating the crap teams because they're either forcing turnovers or getting some kind of break in the game. Punt blocks. Yeah, which, to, you know, punt block, at least that's to their credit. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I agree with Chris. I think the worst thing that this Steelers year— Steelers didn't make it to the playoffs last year? No. Steelers didn't make it to the playoffs well, like, last the, year. The thing is, the way things line up, you'll get a bye week. 
Who are you going to be facing that round one? Buffalo, we've already beaten twice, or maybe what? Pittsburgh's going to squeak in. You get a like Devlin Hodges, like that what first about the round. Texans? At the, you're not losing the Texans twice in one year. You're not. I can't believe they lost them in the first place. And because Houston, Houston is the same thing every year. Let's go nine and seven, ten and six, win the South, and get absolutely washed wild cow round. It's the same story every year. And I've beaten this horse dead on Twitter. So like, it's it never changes with Houston. It'll happen again. They already came up to what with the Letterman jacket game and got straight washed. That is what Houston is. Deshaun Watson will always be overrated in my eyes. So we're, like, what is the competition stopping them divisional round? There isn't any. They will be in Baltimore come AFC Championship weekend. Mark my words. What if the Chiefs are the team to come to Foxborough? They lose. The Patriots do. The Chiefs lose. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I don't. Th- I, I think the teams that give the Patriots struggle are the good offensive teams because their their defense is good. Um, I think it's it's. I don't want to say it's overrated, but they're they're. I'm sorry, the Patriots just didn't play anybody this year, and I said it all season long. Wait till we hit that stretch of Dallas and sorry and and hey, we were right there and uh, <laughs> phantom Philly. tripping calls. They went to Philly. That was yeah, like like that's right. and then you and then you had Houston and then you and then you had Baltimore. And I'm sorry, but the only the, the teams you played, you lost to. The good teams you played, you lost to. And they're good, high-powered offenses that could take it to your defense. Was it the the Houston game or the, or the or the Baltimore game where the defense looked lost? They got the top taken off them two or three times. I think it was I think it was the Texans. It was, yeah, yeah. It was a triple option game. Down their yeah. Right, you know, like they, they, they took the top off. Like they made they exposed your defense a little bit. But, but what's been the difference this year, as opposed to other years when their defense has been terrible? Their offense can't keep up with those That's other what I was offensive getting to. anymore. That's what I was getting to. It's a high-powered offensive teams that also have good defense. Baltimore's got a good defense. Kansas City, okay. They're not, playing better on D. Not, not, they're not great, but they're, I think their their defense is better than – the their defense can contain your offense, where I don't know if your defense can contain their offense. You know what I mean? So it's the high-powered offensive they, they've teams. They've already proven they can't. The, that Baltimore game, it was a final score of – Thirty-seven twenty, right? And it wasn't until the end of the game that the Patriots even started to garbage time. Yeah. Exactly, garbage time. Yeah. So yeah. It was they, almost they, a game until Edelman fumbled. But you, the see, Patriots I, were coming back. That was a huge I swing. can't stand that. It was almost into Edelman's funnel. It wasn't a game if the Ravens don't muff a punt. But that was a huge. Like momentum. it's always like we can, we will play that card, but like we forget that the Ravens muffed a punt and gave you the ball at the ten yard line. But but they were getting the momentum <laughs> back at that point, and then they lost it, and then that was it. I and wanna, I want to throw this in in too. Baltimore was also coming off a bye week. Yeah, they had extra time to prepare. Just, I just want to throw. I just want to make sure. Is there anybody in this room who plays the whole Belichick didn't throw everything at him card that game because he knows you're going to see him later? I I know. No. Thank 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 you so much. Kevin does. Kevin does. <laughs> no, don't he let doesn't. him. Don't let him fool no, you. He, he does. does. I'm actually does. one of the people that said I was out on this season during the Bengals game. It, 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 I don't think we met since they did the videotaping, which we can talk about in a, in a bit. But did everybody give their grades? James, did you give a grade? Be. Good, well said, Bill. Did you? I don't think you gave one either. <laughs> well, considering they won a Super Bowl in 2019. No, no, we no. We can't consider it's based, that. It's oh. based only on this year alone. Good point. Oh. Good point. And then I'll give him a B minus. I'm gonna give him a C, based on the fact that they again have not played anybody and they didn't beat anybody that they should like. They didn't beat anybody that was a toss up. They beat everybody that they were supposed to. I would give them Dallas, and I would give them Cleveland if Dallas and Cleveland weren't such train wrecks. Which game wrecks. was the no touchdown call? Uh, one of them. City. One of, Kansas well, Kansas City. City. Yeah, Kansas City. Call? It was. Are you, are you talking about Harry? Harry? Yeah, Kansas oh. City. 
Yeah. Kansas City. But so, I, I, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Yeah, but you can't I'm play that either. That. Hang on. You, you not can't doing play that, that either because the, because the Patriots have gotten their fair share of calls all season long and vice versa. The week prior against so, Dallas, like, they got their that calls. That whole thing with like when people, they get on Facebook, they get on Twitter, they, they get on YouTube, all this. It's always about like the penalties. It's not the penalties. It's not the penalties of the fact that Tom Brady, or I'm sorry, Sonny Michelle can't all of a sudden forgot how to run the football. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's. I don't even play the refs because it's the whole league. It's every, every team, single game. Every week is getting screwed over in some way or another by the referees. It's literally, you almost have to game plan for the referees now that at some point something bad's going to happen because of the refs. How do we respond? That's what it comes down to. Nobody cried about the refs when they were getting the tripping calls in the Dallas game. Nope, that's what I said. Like, I, you know, I had a lot of friends and, you know, going nuts about the referees. And finally, one, one of my buddies said, Ryan, you haven't said a word. And I said, I haven't said a word because I was told last week penalties didn't matter and Dallas wouldn't have scored anyway. And yeah, it's like, it, that's, that's, that's why I come to the point where I can't get mad either way because it's the entire league. The NFL has a refereeing problem, but let's not go down that road. But that's what you need to understand. It's a refereeing problem. Little side note behind the scenes, <laughs> something that just happened, which is really cool because there's so many people here. While Bessie was just spewing about the rest, Matt ran out and refilled all of our beers all at once, and like everyone's like side languaging to everybody, like you good, you need one of these. So we start hearing a lot of a lot of bottles opening. That's that's a shout out, Matt, on it's the New refill Year's celebration <laughs> on the refill run there. That was great. Um, okay, so everybody gave their grades on the Patriots. One yeah. thing. I, no, no. One thing I, I do want to talk about is the play of Tom Brady, and and, and not the play of Tom Brady. I don't want to talk about that. We do have a question. He sucked. He sucked. You can get your question in one second. I know it's from Ryan, so we can just ask. It. He's sitting yeah, right here. <laughs> one word answers all around the table, starting with Bill. Is this Brady's last season with the Patriots, or overall? Is this Brady's final season as an NFL quarterback? No. 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 No, I don't think so either. No. <laughs> I think it will be. And I know, of obviously, of obviously I'm the idiot I here. I'm <laughs> shocked. No, obviously, I'm the idiot here, but... But I just I, I don't I don't see him being as engaged anymore. I just I don't see it. I see I see a uh I don't want to say diva because that's me sounding like a Tom Brady hater, which I'm trying my hardest not to be at this current moment. But but it, he he's he doesn't seem engaged. We know he doesn't have he doesn't have that 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 thing with the wide receivers anymore. Were they out in in uh, Montana on the Dude Ranch throwing footballs this year? Probably not because they weren't filming for it, so it probably didn't happen. That was a hoax. Um, but he, he clearly doesn't have he doesn't have that with his wide receivers, and that's all we hear about these young wide receivers and how they're not getting reps with Brady. Brady's not there. If I recall correctly, Belichick came out and said that Brady hasn't taken very many snaps with the with the first team in practice because he's either sat it out or he's been hurt with his shoulder, his injuries, whatever. Add those injuries on top of it, he's not recovering as quickly as he used to. The TB12 method might not be as great as we all thought it was. Yeah, not at forty. Um, Exactly. That's my point. Is he's just and, and and the biggest the the biggest tell for me. I don't even remember which game it was. The little princess on the sidelines after it was an incomplete pass or whatever took his helmet, took it off, and threw it at somebody. That was a Houston game. And he said, "I'm done here," or some something along those lines of of I'm done with this. I'm done here. Like clearly, I'm not I'm not saying he's saying he's retiring in that moment. He was the heat of the moment. But just the fact that he's doing stuff like that. I don't feel I I don't I don't I don't I don't like I'm watching these games this year and I just don't I don't feel like even me being a Tom Brady hater you watching like 
Brady's going to do something special here. Like, you, you just feel it. You know it's coming. I'm looking at you, Kevin. Because well, I'd, I'd agree with you about the not I don't, being engaged. I don't. I just don't see it this year. year. I don't but feel at, it this at year. At the same time, the competitor that Tom Brady has always been, you really think he's just going to he's gonna have the season he had and just walk yeah, away? I do. No. I do. I, I, think, I don't think any, I think He may end up playing somewhere else, but I oh, highly I doubt. I, I can't, you guys want to play I, that game? I kind of can't XFL. wait for that. I highly oh, doubt he walks away. Do you want to do a quick roundtable? If Tom Brady leaves the Patriots and signs with the team, this is a, a must. What team does he sign with? Start with you, Mike. Go. Honestly, I don't care. Whatever team it is, I'll hate it. <laughs> I don't, as long, uh, imagine, I'm actually I'm a closet Minnesota Vikings fan. If he ends up in Minnesota, I will literally die. Okay. I will can, die. I, can I ask you a question on top of that question? Absolutely. Where is Josh McDaniels going? I think both of them are going. No way. Back, if I were Josh McDaniels, I would Kelly, run for the hills. Kelly. No. Going to the Chargers. Anthony Lynn's out. Phillip Rivers is out. They need something. I mean, the Raiders was 3-1 to one fans in their home stadium. They're going to go out, get Brady. So you're going to go Daniels. from Phillip Rivers to a 43-year-old Brady? It's about the ticket sales, and it's about the swag. It's not necessarily it, about the play. He ain't going anywhere. I'll tell you he's, this. He's I, I, not going I, I, put on, I didn't even put on. I got in the truck this weekend. WEI was on, and I gave it about 12 seconds because they were talking about Brady going to Dallas. And I shut the thing off. Like, I know everyone's on vacation and, like, you know, and it's backup, like, radio guys, but. It's like you and me on WEI just talking. <laughs> like, the amount of vomit that would come out of me if Tom Brady ever went to Dallas. And on top of that, they've also mentioned McDaniels. And I don't want any part of that. After what he pulled with Indianapolis, that is cowardly. It is pathetic. I don't want nothing to do with McDaniels. Not to mention McDaniels, what? After what the offense has been this year, I want McDaniel's. It's like the Lions hiring Patricia after giving up fifty in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna get Bessie going. I wouldn't want McDaniel's because he drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. I love Tebow. Hey hey hey. Oh, I hey, love Tebow. Hey hey. Yeah, cool. Now he's where's he doing now? Slugging buses and AAA baseball. <laughs> yeah, he's making t- millions on SEC Network. It's a joke. I think he's the only team that I really want to see. It. Soon. He's gonna have sex. <laughs> <laughs> And the FSU. <laughs> I think the only team that I would want to see Brady go to because it'd be great for just like this forum would be Miami. Like playing the Dolphins twice a year, having to play Tom Brady. In Miami. The Patriots already struggle with Brady down in Miami, let alone playing Brady in Miami. That to me, I think would be besides that, it's the Titans would be the only. I think the only two teams. I mean, the, the Chargers make sense, but I think from if you want your ultimate storyline in Miami. I don't think there's any way he goes to any other team. No, I, I, I really don't. If he I don't, does I don't and he think, fails, then TB12 means. Well, no, I, I just I don't think I don't think Kraft would let him go. No, I I, re, I really like I don't I think he's an honorary he's he's an honorary Kraft, and I don't think I don't think I don't think Bobby's gonna let him go anywhere. It's it, yeah, it's ultimately up to Kraft, and I don't yeah I don't think he will let him go. And think about it, he's been playing in the same system his entire career. He's gonna have to go somewhere else and, and learn just, a new system. Not unless he, he goes with McDaniel's. There is that. But you no, there's certain people through all sports you do know they're never gonna leave. The Derek Jeters, the Brady would never do. It still kills me that Emmett Smith went to Arizona. Like it just it that that one blew my mind. And it's just Brady. I don't think Brady would actually do that to his own legacy. He'd rather it, just walk away from New England than try to get another ring or do the whole. I think Bill cares more about winning without Tom than Tom does more. You know, care about winning without Bill. Bill, I think that was the whole Jimmy the G thing. Like Bill wanted to prove he can win without Tom. I don't think Tom cares about that. 
I mean, I think if But he, I do agree it, with Kevin is I don't think he would if he like gets balanced divisional round, he's not going out that way. No, but I, I think that if he was to leave, then I would say that wanting to beat Belichick because I mean he's the the two are forever linked. Yeah. So if one of the two could do something without each other, that really kind of solidifies that person's legacy more so than them being together. But I also think that's something hyped up a lot more in in sports media. This than, world, yeah. Yeah, than between the two of them. I really don't think either of them has any And there's really desire. limited Again, we say LA, but there's limited spots out there. The t- you know, they're already talking about Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota and even Tannehill. Someone's going to grossly overpay for Ryan Tannehill. But, like, if there's limited gives... spots out there for where a veteran quarter, like, you know, Phil Burvis, I still want to play. Where? Eli Manning's like, I might want to play. Where? Like, wh- like where? Like, Cincinnati's taking Joe Burrow. That's like, Chicago? Well, no, yeah, those guys would go to, like, Jacksonville. Boo. Cincinnati is actually <laughs> the, the thing that I would think of in kind of those those older quarterbacks is to come in for a year or two to b- the buffer zone to give an exactly yeah. give your draft pick the year or two to, to but why would you want to if you were tom brady why would you he, ever want to go to cincinnati if you're philip rivers why would you want to go to cincinnati he's gonna bring his 14 kids to cincinnati. <laughs> his whole team the whole team will be made up of his kids and it's just a new place to have another child i hear the hospitals in ohio are fantastic <laughs> Let's move on. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's, uh, it, it's, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation that we'll probably have. I'm sure there'll be – Chris will write six articles on, on where he thinks Tom Brady's going to go. No, I've been strictly but, doing re- uh, baseball now. Well, I mean, may, maybe Kevin will do – oh, wait, no, he probably won't. He'll <laughs> write half. Um, but, no, it, 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 it's, a, it's a pointless conversation, I think, until – the end to see where the Patriots end up. I feel as if the Patriots go to the Super Bowl, Brady's done. I think, and honestly, I think he's probably done either way because I think he's just uninterested and and not not invested into whether it's just this team. Maybe I don't know. Like he, you know, he, he doesn't have any weapons. Blah blah whatever. But I thought it was. I thought he could be just bored. I thought the big thing about Brady was how great he is when he doesn't have any weapons, but now he legitimately has no weapons. And and actually, I wouldn't even say he has no, no weapons. He, he's got right. Edelman. He's got he's got Sanu. I wouldn't even say he has no weapons. He's it's just Sanu's it's just, been hurt. If Sanu, it's it, just not working. Sanu hasn't been healthy. Edelman's been hurt. It's just not working. Like that, that's how I look at he it. His no offense just end. isn't working. He has no tight end, so he doesn't have the, he doesn't have Gronk to throw, you know, as his little binky out there. So he doesn't have that stuff. But yet, if you like last week, what, the one thing that was different about Brady is that he spread the football around. All year he hasn't done that. All year it's Edelman this. It's it. Last week he finally spread the football around. Finally relaxed his circle of trust. Apparently, it's a sack. It only it only took sixteen weeks to do. Uh, apparently, I I mean I'd put Sanu. <laughs> maybe if he maybe if he did a little off season work with those wide receivers, that it would take till week. Two. You know what's funny? And this this is my last this is my last statement on on the. I stopped myself before I started getting going. My last my last statement about, about the Patriots is is you you listen you sit here and you listen to even just the seven of us sitting in this room talking, and you would think the Patriots were three and thirteen. Like they're getting a first round buy, and that's what that's that's that's. I mean, except for except for Bessie, who apparently loves the Patriots now. I don't know, but it, it's like you, yeah, but they're they're competing against their own reputation right now. I understand they've, that, they've but like they're such still a dominant team, and they've been blowing teams out for so long right but it's, and they're it, just a different team now yeah they're they're 10 and well whatever 13 13 13 and 3 12 and 13 12 and 13, 13 but it's it's a different 12 and 13 i understand year. they're doing it with defense the I understand. offense is not what it was well in 2004 they did it with defense too do you want to know why it feels like or three you want to know why it feels was different that? i'm gonna tell you why it feels different i didn't even the year that it was all defense, the Rams, 03, 04? 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01. 01
first Jesus. Yeah. I'm old. The reason, yeah, the reason why I think it feels different is I oh, bet I you it, those guys that don't was, think, yeah. you know, that if you think about, like, it's the fans because everybody knows that the window is closing. Everybody knows that the time with Tom Brady is either going to end in six weeks. I would say it's almost or closed. two years, right? So that window is closing quickly. So we see an offense that is unpatriots like the last in the last, what, 10 years? You know what I mean? It's a completely different team than what we're accustomed to. Yeah, they're twelve and three, but it doesn't feel like they're a twelve and three team. And it's just it's the fans, it's the media overreacting to what exactly this what the team is because they realize that in two years this team is unless they draft a quarterback or find a replacement, is gonna be the eight and eights of the world that may or may not be in the playoffs and it's gonna be I don't want to say the Bengals because it's a bad comparison, but Browns. It, yeah. The Browns. I mean, that's, that's kind of my point is that, you know, everybody is, I don't want to say overreacting, but everybody's reacting in a way that it's like the way that they're being talked about and perceived is like you'd think that they are the Browns right now. You think that they, sorry, Ryan, do you think that they were the Cowboys where they had this big expectation and it just didn't work out? But that's not the case. Like, they're still going to have a first round bye. They're going to be 12 and 3. I see you drawing a fist, but still, they're, like, they're, they're, they're going to be 13 and 3. They're still going to have a first round bye. They're still going to have a, a home game in the playoffs. And it's, it's just crazy. Like, the, that, and I'm a, I'm I love it. I love the negativity around the team. I love everything about it. But it's it's crazy. It's crazy, honestly. But there are three other teams that we do need to talk about. So what? Uh, let's do a, let's do a quick one. Uh, Celtics. Matt, give me your uh, Celtics grade for uh, for them this this so so this off season. Basically, getting rid of Kyrie, bringing in Kemba Walker, and how they performed so far so far this uh, this off season. We'll start with Matt, and we'll go around the table. Clockwise, I'm going to give him an A minus because I, the off season has seemed to work out for him. They uh, they have chances to improve if they're willing to trade Gordon Hayward because he's not necessarily the the main cog as they thought he would be. But most importantly, I think the step up of Jalen Brown and the at least continued good play of Jason Tatum gives this team a lot of hope going forward. You. Um, B plus A minus range, and I think it's like a hindsight twenty twenty thing. And um, now that we know what we know about Kyrie Irving being a flat out lunatic, <laughs> um, um, I think you guys done great. And I, I was a, I'm a huge Kemba fan. I was a huge Kemba fan from UConn. I was a huge Kemba fan from Charlotte. Um, and almost to the point where when he went to Boston, I was like, should I be a Celtics fan now? Do it. Yeah, I mean, you're a you Thunder fan. Come you on, don't want right. me to do it because I somehow have the kiss of death. I do root it. for anything and they lose. Make but, Boston Sports Syndicate podcast issue right now. <laughs> but and, I am. And I claim the Celtics as your first Boston favorite team. I love, um, you know what's... We do need a Celtics uh, podcast host, so. <laughs> the Boston Bestie Celtics podcast. Let's what's go. funny is a- after the way the Thunder cleaned house in the offseason, I found this thing online. You could It's basically find your new fandom. Find a new fan, and you just spin a wheel. Know what it landed on? The thunder. <laughs> and I'm like, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. But um, I like, you know, we talk about Mike's negativity, or you can talk about mine. I had like Bruins and Celtics don't face me one bit. You can win, you can lose. I don't care. It doesn't, you know, Patriots and Sox fans that would drive me up a wall. But I love Kemba. I think you guys have a bright future. I think your downfall will be your, you know, you don't have a big man. I'm not even saying the loss of Horford because he's at his age and. He's not really a what is he six nine? He's not a big. You don't have that body anymore. Six it, nine, not a big man. <laughs> Let him walk in right now. Like, <laughs> it's compared to the rest of the NBA, not this room. But you 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 know what I mean. Yeah, you know you know what I mean. If you get 
I think if you get Philly in a seven game, if you get even just the Bucks, you keep proving me wrong. So I look at them like Giannis, and then what? But they just keep winning. But Philly with their, you know, they got Embiid if he's healthy. Yeah, and that, they do have Horford. I I think that's where you will fall down. Things should still happen. The season's young. They can make moves. People can come in. The season will be there at the final, you know, final four teams. You know, they'll be there. But uh, getting rid of Kyrie, which I think we all applauded when the first move happened. When Kyrie came in, it was like, oh, my God, we got Kyrie. It felt like it was a steal at the time. Exactly. It did. It felt like it's an absolute steal. And then everything transpired, and Kyrie, exactly, proved he was a lunatic. And Brooklyn is now realizing that. Good luck to you again getting hosed by Boston (laughs) once again. Really. Um, but uh, I love. I mean, I love Kemba. I love the moves. Haywood, you know, when healthy, has got. He's definitely better from last year. Like you can see that he was so tentative. I wouldn't move on from Haywood. If your point, you said no. you, I wouldn't. I'm a big Gordon Haywood guy. I was a big Gordon Haywood guy from Butler, from Utah. I like Gordon Haywood. I think he's a great player. I think last year was just the rust of the devastating injury that he went through. And you saw, you've seen glimpses of it this year. He's been much better this year when fully healthy. Yeah, he's definitely been pretty good. And you know, you mentioned Brown. But God, he can be up and down. He can be so he's up and down. He's way more consistent this year. He's he been is so good. But he can still have a game where he can go out there and he's going to. Another thing is he won't pass the ball. Once the ball gets to him, it's like the end of yeah, any sort of movement on that court. But I um, I'm going. I'm getting too long winded. A minus. I think the Celtics have done good. Hopefully, for Celtics fans, you make you find one more other subtle move to bring in a depth guy, a big man, something of that nature, and you'll be fighting to get to the NBA Finals, in my opinion. And you're gonna jump on the Celtics. Thunder! Spin. I'm just waiting for Seattle to come back. Just give me, um, bring back the Sonics. Been undefeated since like 2000 and whatever. I'm gonna give them an A. Um, I was I, I was not thrilled with them getting rid of Kyrie at the time because I like Kyrie, even Shocker. though he is, even though he is, he's he's crazy as as Bessie said. Um, but they made the right. The Celtics clearly made the right choice in deciding to, to to bring in Kemba Walker and let Kyrie Irving walk. And it seems like this is it's just a Danny Ainge thing that every decision he makes, not every, most of the decision he makes seems to work out, and that's what's happening. And and I know that you know they might not have a big guy. They they're they have cap space, if I'm not mistaken. They do have some cap space, and. They can move and they can get a big guy if they need to. The other thing is now this team is built to be competitive for for the next few years. It's not like this year is the year for the Celtics where, you know, this may be the year for, say, the Patriots or, or whatever. This doesn't feel like it has to be the year for the Celtics for me because Kemba will be here for a few years. Jalen Brown still has a few years. Tatum's got two left. Yeah, he's still got another year after this year, I believe. Hayward, Tatum, like they're they're all still going to be here, and uh, don't forget Taco Fall. You should have led that up for James. I'm kidding. I can't stand the Taco Fall mania, but but Taco Tuesdays. Yes, stupid. I'm going to give him a B as well. Um, I said A. Well, somebody else said a B. Oh, I'm going to give him a B. That's the lowest. You guys all said A minus B plus. That's the lowest. I'm going to give him a B, and I'll tell and I'll tell you why. Please do. (laughs) They haven't beaten anybody yet. They've lost to Philadelphia twice. They lost to the Clippers. Like the Patriots, they've lost to the good teams. So I'll be more in on them when I see them beat Philadelphia because they don't have okay. the size to match up with Philadelphia. Yeah, but like I just – I don't I don't think it's – this year feels like it might have to be Philadelphia's year. You know, like well, it doesn't have to be anybody's year. If, if we're going to talk about them contending for a championship, they're going to have to get through Philadelphia first. Yeah, that's fair. And Milwaukee. Right. 
And Philadelphia can't shoot though. That's their problem. So it's a it's a on any given series, it's can they control the pace of the game and slow it down, or will the Celtics be able to speed it up and start jacking threes? Yeah, and if true. you live by the three, you die by the oh, three. Oh, certainly, yeah. But I mean, and then, the, and then the you need somebody on the glass to clean things up, and they really don't. Right. The, Cantor has played better than I thought he would have, but I'm still not convinced that that he's the answer. Hype it, uh, I, and I, at the very least. It's very clear that I'm basketball. I could, I don't care at all about, like, not even slightly. And that's obvious. I say it at almost every single show that I do. The Warriors weren't overly big. Were they when they when no, they, they when they were on like all Sazan, their runs? Pachulia, man, the yeah, five. they they had the they, guys you can just pick up. Andrew Bogut. Yeah, they didn't they didn't they weren't overly big. They had but they could shoot, and I feel like that's kind of the Celtics are more built that way, where they're they're uh, they're a three ball team. They're they're a move the ball quick, a fast paced team, and can a a big team like like Philadelphia over a, a series contend with that? In the war, I mean, the Warriors were legendary shooters. Curry. No, 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 I, so, I, I mean, know, we're not but, trying to say that they are them, and I don't think you are either. No, I'm not. But I'm that not. is definitely the model that they're trying to win with. Right, and it, it's worked. It's worked. Yeah, they, it's it, worked. every time they've had a more team-oriented play, they've been a lot better, and I think that was the difference of Kyrie on the team and Kyrie not on the team. Chris? I'm going to go. I'm, I, I'm going to piggyback and go out with uh, Bill. I'm going to say a B. I, and I'm going to say a B for a couple of reasons. One, I, I agree. Moving on from Kyrie was the best decision because they – it actually looks like it's fun basketball to watch. They seem like they play like a team. Kemba's definitely the right fit chemistry-wise. And and I know we were just talking about, you know, you were mentioning about Danny Ainge, but he makes all the right decisions with one championship to show for it. That's fair. But um, they really haven't done anything, though, in the last couple of years for us to be like, oh, let's give them an A. You know what I mean? Like, they got a really good young core that if they stay together – I, the Jalen Brown contract at first, I was like, Ugh. you know, that's big money for a guy that hasn't proven himself, and he, he seems to be living up to the contract. I, I just think right now a B is kind of like where I would stay on that. Me personally, I went A based on the fact of them understanding and, and getting it that while Kyrie is a superstar, it wasn't working. And they, they made the conscious decision to say, we're good. And I don't. I know that there was at the time there was like oh they have to offer him a deal like and they're they're going to offer him yeah but a look what deal. they accomplished before they had Kyrie before they had Kyrie it they, it was an overall team no know? no I I know I agree with you I mean but but I'm, my reasoning for the A and I think kind of Matt and maybe a little bit Bessie is that they they had the Ainge made the decision to say we're good we're gonna we're gonna completely move on from this guy I know they may not have had the choice and Kyrie might that, have that's Kyrie what I was gonna say it wasn't there. their decision Kyrie was not coming back. I don't. I'll know. give Ainge credit for going out and getting Kemba Walker. I don't know. I I think understanding that it just wasn't working and that style of player wasn't going to work because you could have brought in another superstar, another guy like Kyrie. You could have you could have tried to do that, but he went for a guy that's in in Walker where he's not. Uh, you know he's not. Yeah, a, but I don't think like the, a, I don't. He's think, not a yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't think that player was him. available though. I think you. I think those players. I mean, were you, you going to go out and get Chris Paul? That's uh, no. Kevin Durant. Yeah, he didn't I mean, want to come. You could have. You could have. He didn't want to come here when you, when you, when you flew Tom Brady out to the Berkshires. What the hell they were like, in. You know, you say like he went out and got Kemba. That was almost like a, almost like no work had to be done. Yeah. Kemba's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Boston. I went to UConn. I'm from the area. I'm coming. To, you know, it was almost like Danny didn't have to do anything to get Kemba to come here, um, which no, no, no fault of his own. He didn't screw it up either. Yeah, that's the thing. You could, you could have screwed it up. But yeah, I mean. Durant was out there. Once you like, once everything happens, though, you realize that these guys' minds are already made up. You know, everyone, everyone was like New York, New York, New York, Knicks, 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 and then you realize afterwards, 
neither of those guys ever wanted to go to the Knicks. They saw what a dumpster fire. You know, like, these guys have their minds made up, I think, well, in the NBA. Like, that's just what the NBA has gone to. And these guys know how they're going to dictate their career, and they can now. And, that's and I think, I to, I think to piggyback on that, to say, like, how, you know, the Celtics, I get, would say, is a B. I would probably give Ainge an A for his roster building because the player that, the players that he has on his team can't do that and haven't done that. Yeah. You think about like Kyrie, KD, they picked out where they're going to go. Golden State, like that whole situation, that picked out where they're going to go. Like people are trying to figure out why you want to go to the Knicks for some reason. You know, like these players have done that. He hasn't done that. Up I mean, granted he did it with Garnett, but the fact of the way he builds the roster, I would I would give him an A for that. Because he has players that don't necessarily make those decisions. I mean, hell, he got he got Jalen Brown to sign that, that extension. Could have taken the money given to someone else. The anger behind players being able to choose where they want to go, I don't really subscribe to that because I do, but I don't. So I don't in a fact where Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were free agents. They've earned the right to be able to decide wherever they want to go. LeBron James, when he signed, when he made the big TV show, like that's what that's – I mean, some argue that the Celtics built their big three and they ruined the NBA, but they traded for those players. You know what I mean? Like, LeBron decided, did his whole decision thing, corny as it may be, but he earned the right to, 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 to decide where he wanted to go. It's the players like Anthony Davis that say, I'm not going to play here, and then basically dictate where they're going to be traded. That's what pisses me off about the NBA. Like, like Anthony Davis, while he's good, should not be able to dictate, I want to be traded to L.A., and that's it. That's basically what happened with Anthony Davis. But Durant deciding to go to Brooklyn, and while their minds may be made up ahead of time, which I agree with, they've kind of earned the right to be able to decide where they want to go because they're free agents. That's what a free like. That's all free agents decide where they want to go. It's the it's it's the teaming up. I get it. Yeah, it's the teaming up, <laughs> and it's just the fact that Durant. I'm just not going to give him any sort of benefit of the doubt. Whatever. Understandable. You again, you like you said, you earned the right. You was a free agent. You can pick where you were to go. But when you, what Durant did will forever tarnish his legacy. It's not even being a Thunder fan. It's it's beyond. It's it's having your own three to one lead on that Warriors team, and you crapped your pants, and they're the ones that took you down. And then you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Like, do you like when he goes, Grin? You go home and you sleep at night because you have millions of dollars. But like, do you actually think? That ring means as much as whatever Jordan did. You know what I mean? It can't even be close. Think about that. It can't even be close. It, he must not have a, a true grit competitive bone in his body to do something like that. Does it really matter? For, yeah. It'll tarnish your legacy to who? To the fans. To, to a fan? To the fans. Is he going right, to be in the right. Hall of Fame? Right, but that's did the point. Did he win a we, Finals they MVP? They get paid millions in, because we watch. No, but, but hold on. You know what I mean? Is he going to be? Is he going to be in the Hall of Fame? Is Kevin Durant going to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. yeah. Did he win yeah. a Finals MVP? Yeah. Did he win? A, did he win sure. multiple rings? Yeah. So was his legacy really tarnished because he because, no I, I didn't even no no well, his legacy isn't tarnished but his legacy is not a, like he's not one he's not a guy is he, he what, is in the, in the a, is he, books, he is a beta he is not an alpha and he will never be able to be an alpha is he not one of the best players in the NBA I wouldn't take him over right now, my team over everyone else well right right now he's hurt well, no, even last but, year even that because but, of that like but, he said you had a three to one lead and you choke and your in, your first isn't isn't like. Your first instant is not to let's re up, let's do this, let's get after it next year. It's to I'm gonna no, go I'm join gonna them. Go I myself a, I'm gonna what, what's the point of playing? What what is the ultimate goal when you're playing a, a competitive sport? To win, to win a championship, right? And right. then above unless that, you're Larry Fitzgerald, but he was right there. He was right there. The, <laughs> the he was Cardinals the door every year. For that championship. Above that, what is it? What is every, when you when you're an athlete, when you're a professional athlete, obviously to win a championship is is 
one A or one B with get paid. make money. Getting I would say getting <laughs> your name put in the Hall of Fame. He now has both. Guaranteed he's gonna he had both. He, by going, right. by so going I to guess Golden tarnish State. is the wrong term because he didn't tarnish his legacy. He may tarnish he it just, with a sour with a sour Thunder fan. Like like maybe, but but Right, maybe but, but I mean it's I mean But he's not I, gonna I have even that. just put it on just that's the Thunder fans. Like around the league, ah, unless you're a I, Warriors fan, everybody kinda looked at that move like that's pretty Is it soft? Yeah. But the, as you say as a Warriors fan, if like seriously, if I was a Warriors fan, I would not have been happy to have Kevin Durant. Because now as a fan what? you're because you're like, we already can win. Why are we? What What are we doing? Like, I mean, I wouldn't. Doing? I wouldn't be upset about adding another top not a, tier not talent. Upset, but you know what but... I mean? Like, we already, we literally just won it, and now yeah. we're gonna put the arguably the best scorer in the league on the team now too. Like, what's the point of this? Well, no, I can't, as a Patriots fan, I never once complained about Randy Moss <laughs> or yeah, no, Antonio I, Brown. So I, I can't take say it that the best players in the league every time they're offered to me. But <laughs> I know I just. Unless it's Antonio Brown. Even at the time, I... Unless it's Antonio Brown, which nobody ever wanted, by the way. I did. I, I definitely I, did. I, I, I wasn't in Investigation on it, but, side. Then, but then I was. Even and at then the I was upset time when going, going off of the whole, like, Celtics don't bother me, I haven't said, like, when Durant was doing that choice, go to Boston. I thought it would have been a good fit. I, like, go ahead. Like, it's not, like... Yeah. It, 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 that's the thing. It wasn't. I, I expected him to leave. I was ready for him to leave. I actually, I really thought he was going to go to Boston. I was okay with it. But when he said it was Fourth of July, I'll never forget that. He ruined my Fourth of July. <laughs> he made that announcement, and I'm like, Golden State, you really did that. It wasn't even just three. It was like a three to one lead. Then in like Game Seven, they had like a thirteen point lead in the fourth quarter. Like yeah. they choked. Yeah. My God, did they choke? But whatever, whatever, move on. You know, I definitely think though Mike is right. He didn't tarnish his his legacy because when you really play it out that way, it makes sense. He checked every single box you want as a professional player. He's gonna win a championship. He has an MVP. He was paid. He's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. But I just think in twenty years from now, when the lists come out of the best of the era, he will get pushed aside by the See, Kawhi's, I, I, I by those so. guys. I'll give you a comparison. I'll give you I don't a, think so. And I'll tell you why right after you. Michael Jordan, you. Scottie Pippen, both won six championships. Do we think Pippen is being the leader of those teams? No. Why they won the championships? No, it was Jordan. Did, did Pippen win a Finals MVP? I don't know. Does it matter? My point is, does it matter at the like end of the KD day? KD went there and rode the coattails. Like KD won a final. Cedric Maxwell won a, won a Finals MVP. Did he, league, did he win a league MVP Andre too? Does he? So I mean, the dude is one of the best players in the league, and and he earned the right to decide where he wanted to go. And he went, he went to Golden State, and then it was not like he just like said, "Hey Clay, hey Steph, bring me along." Like he was a major part of that team, arguably the best player on and, that team. And in terms of the accolades, yes. He, he checked all the boxes and, and hasn't tarnished his legacy in that sense. But in the public opinion of the player, through history, he'll always be remembered as the guy that took that weak move to join a team that didn't need him to win a I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe, I, maybe you're right. Kevin, what, right here, Kevin, what's your grade? Pippen never won no um, finals MVP. Thanks for looking that up, James. What about Tony Kukoc? <laughs> Uh, my my answer is is pretty boring at this point. It's a little it's a little retread. I'm I'm hovering in the A minus B plus range. Um, I was I went into the season not expecting great things after losing Kyrie Irving and replacing it with Kemba Walker. Um, I know Kemba was good. I didn't think he was gonna mesh as as well as quickly as he has with the team. Uh, and I've been pretty impressed so far. It's more so. What's the saying? Addition by subtraction, and that's what exactly. you got with with removing Kyrie Irving because of because of his self absorption. And you add a guy who can score, like Kemba Walker is a very very good player. He can score, and he can. Oh, did I say it wrong? Is that what you're? Is that why you're? No, I was gonna say addition by subtraction reminded me of your last podcast. 
Oh, ooh, shout out, you know who? Uh, it, it's uh, <laughs> thou shall not be named no, later. Now I get it. Now I get it. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's not like the last one to record. The last venture. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now I get it. The last, the I was last like, wait, company. Wait, the last party, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're fired. Anyway, yeah. So, so this was tough, Matt. But uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> this is we're cutting. Matt, down. you're not getting a rose in this competition. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. the first mic available. <laughs> I got you guys beers, man. I got you guys beers. No, but anyway, getting rid, getting rid of, getting rid of the personality of Kyrie and bringing in a personality of Kemba Walker, while he's not the same player, it fits a lot better. And that's that's essentially, I think that was the consensus when it happened. Yeah, it sucks. You're going to lose a a talent in Irving, but it's just not going to work here. And that's, that's, I mean, with with your young guys and something that it's been, I, I don't know if it's understated, over whatever, but. The, the influence that Walker is going to have on Brown and Tatum is so much more encouraging than what Irving was going to have on those guys. And I think it's it's going to be better for you if you want to if you want to build a team around Brown and Tatum. Having Walker set the example is is so much better. And, and I think Irving. adding Kemba to that team actually it helps you in the long run of keeping Jalen Brown and yeah. Jason Tatum, which I remember last season the talk was which one were they going to move on from. And and I I didn't want either one gone, uh, and and so, like I said, on paper, Kyrie Irving versus Kemba Walker, who are you going to take? One on one, you take Irving. You take Irving. Yeah, but obviously. In terms of this team, no, Kemba, you do. One on one, fully healthy, you take Irving, <laughs> which is tough for but, Irving. But, but. In, in on this team, Kemba Walker is is a guiding influence to those younger players, and so I do think that helps you in the long run. James, point two, the James, Kemba. your grade for the Celtics. B. Ooh. Your reasoning. B. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I said what I said. <laughs> Somewhat what Chris said. They haven't really done anything, but they're building. Bill said that. <laughs> oh, Bill. You don't get credit. Anybody <laughs> in that area. The new people. <laughs> they haven't done anything, but they do have a team to win. Okay. Fair enough. We need to move on to a different team. Unless there's anything else on the Celtics, anybody? I think the biggest takeaway of this whole thing is just some more time talking about Kevin Durant. We really need someone who can talk Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So if you're listening and want to talk about Boston sports, <laughs> message us. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, slide into James's <laughs> DMs. We definitely need someone to talk about the Celtics. Quick like, Celtics uh, question, because uh, I read this room. I wanted to hear what you guys think. If you were able to fl- trade Gordon Hayward for Kevin Love, would you do it? No. 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 You wouldn't want the big man, the rebounds, everything you guys wanted. No. And no. Still have the shooter. No, he no. is soft. Not He's always age. hurt. Not at the age. No. no. I mean, Good. if we're talking about soft, I mean, so is Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah, well, I, he has well, more. Well, wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Nah, yeah, no, 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 hang on. Yeah, from carrying the calves. I his issues, yeah. No. Hayward snapped his foot off his leg. Yeah, that was then. But now this year, he's had. A foot nerve Well, I know. I actually did. broke his wrist on I did tweet and refer to him as soft as baby poop, and then people. Actually, message me privately saying they were upset that I did that. Like, I barely talk about Celtics, and I barely have people even like interact with me. And they were like messaging me saying they were upset with that. Like, so all right, maybe I'll take. You it don't back. speak ill of Boston sports. No, I, I, I well, no, I'm, you know what it is? Is the dude suffers a major injury, and all of a sudden you can't question his play. That's what happens. Yeah, it's like he, he oh, the, the dude's foot snapped off his leg. Well, not really, but I get what you're saying. But, I kind of like, did. But you know, he's he had a major injury, and now it's like now he has to be like this comeback story, and you can't say anything ill about his play. His great hair, still, by the way, <laughs> excellent hair. But 
Yeah, yeah, but that's I'm that's what it is. It. Is everybody's so sensitive about it because it's like, oh, well, he had this major injury because you know, like, green and, teamers and, 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 in yeah, this no, area, green teamers are the worst. Like they they are though. No, Patriots fans are the worst. I, well, no, <laughs> Patriots fans are spoiled. They are absolutely spoiled. Green the Celtics fans, it's like everything is rosy. There's rainbows in the sky. Skittles have fallen down. Like everything's always great. You know, Tommy Heinsohn, you can't say a bad word about the team. Like, I can't stand that dude. I, Honestly, can't. That, he needs to be put out the pasture. It, yeah. I mean, that, that type of injury, though, and, and I'm not a green teamer. I, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. Um, None of us but, are, clearly. But, but that type of injury, I think you almost do get a little bit of leeway in that yeah, you, first. No, you have to. First, you have to. In that first season back. You had last injury. year. That was Anything, your buffer. That's that, that was my point. Anything beyond that first season, time to step up. Now you have a, and he has. Well, I, I'm not saying. He had and a, you have a freak accident with you breaking your wrists and stuff, and he's got some lingering effects apparently with, or pinky. I'm sorry, pinky. You're right, you're right. But he's got some lingering effects and some soreness in his foot from bad circulation or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> but at some point, like you, you should be able to start saying. Right in front of him. <laughs> you should you should start to be able to say you know what, what's going on here? Like is he soft? Like like that's that. that at this point, I feel like you might be able to raise that I, question. No, I would. Yeah, I mean, he's had a handful of injuries this year that would make you question. I mean, didn't he get hurt in, in this very first game? Right, it was like the first game with the Celtics. Yeah, it was the it was the night debut against the it was the Cavs, right? Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland five game. Minutes, yeah, five minutes in, yeah. Just absurd. so like last year is a bad comparison because really you're coming back. It's kind of like someone who has Tommy John or, or blows up their ACL and they're coming back. Like it's really a tough comparison to expect that yeah. person to be who they are. When you're when your foot is dangling and you play a game like basketball, like man, you get a window. Like God, I'm giving you a window. You know, and even the f- he's st- when he's healthy this year, he has played some good ball. He has. I think people just I don't know, they they I think Boston fans just want more. They they just want more expectations always. are just they're extremely through the roof. But I mean, they're that way because all we do is win. Spoiled. Yeah. Bruins. Bruins. <laughs> this ought to be quick. The main event. For everybody except for me. We still have the Red Sox to get to. I'm, I mean, if, if you haven't tuned out by yet, we're looking at probably three hours of show. So, I mean. <laughs> I got to know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to. Me and Matt are just watching the playoffs. So. Yeah, you guys do. You Oh, we could have we put it up. I'll tell you, you know what we're going to do? We're going to finish this, and we have another segment. So, we'll do a second show as for another segment because clearly – I, we should have just done three shows, I feel like, and just whatever. But here we are. Um, so we'll do a second show, and we'll put on the game after that that gets sorted, after this one ends. So let's go Bruins. Grades for the season. Let's see. We started on that side. We started on that side. Nope, we started there, and we started there. No. <laughs> Bill. For the Bruins? For the, for the, you'll, you'll start the Red Sox talk. Uh, <laughs> let's start with Ryan. <laughs> So for the Bruins, I like again we discussed this before. It's kind of hard to forget June because it's it, it's not that long ago. Um, even though we're talking this season, I've forgotten it. I, <laughs> you lost in seven just, games, just, Kevin. Just wiped it. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'm sorry. I'm going to consider it, and because of me considering it, I'm going to say C. I'm going to say C because I think they are average. When the way the finals, not even the finals, the way the playoffs fell last year, it fell into the Bruins' laps. And I don't think anybody can disagree with that, with the way the seedings fell and the hurricanes and what you guys had to go through. And then it fell to St. Louis, where I thought you could have washed them in five games. You ended up losing in seven. And this year starts with you guys just being, like, bad out of hell. 
And I, I honestly thought there was going to be a massive hangover. I really did. After you, you lose the Stanley Cup Finals in seven games, I expected a huge hangover, and you guys came out firing. And now you've really kind of fallen back down a little bit, which is why I'm going with average. Not much change with the team. And when at the end of the day, when you look at it, I don't think there's enough change there to get you anywhere different. Not even close to where you were last year. I don't think you're ever gonna. I don't think you're gonna sniff Game Seven of the Finals this year unless something drastically changes. In my opinion, you still got Tuca. You still have him with his ridiculous off nights. You still have him with his ridiculous on nights. You never know what you're gonna get with him. Um, and that's why, and when everything comes full circle, I feel like it's average. You'll be in the playoffs. You can make some damage if you want to. But I think at the end of it, you ain't going to be there. And to me, that just makes average. I'm close to that. And the Bruins, for me, if you have never listened, I'm a huge Bruins fan. Number one in my book is is hockey. Huge Bruins fan. I'm going with a B-. And, and for, I'm higher than a C because they have been winning this year. They've been playing... They they started off in, insane. They were they were yeah. incredible to start the season, and they 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 still. I mean, I I believe they're still in first in the division, if I'm not mistaken, James. If you could look that up, but they're still in first in their division. Um, they have played people, so it's not like the Celtics or the or the Patriots. They have played people, but I give them a B minus for this in the same regard that I gave the Celtics an A because of what they did this off season. I'm giving this the Bruins a B minus because of what they did this off season, and what I mean by that is they did pretty much nothing. Yeah. So they brought back pretty much the exact same team that lost in Game 7 from last season. And the thing about that is, like Ryan just Ryan just alluded to, you didn't really deserve to be in that game. You didn't you didn't deserve to be in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. You were, I mean, Tampa Bay's a wagon. The wagon ha, 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 ha. Tampa Bay choked. And, and you... you I mean, yes, everything fell perfectly in line, and you made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. You ended up losing, and then you didn't really do much. You brought back basically the exact same team. And yes, you're winning, but if everything doesn't fall perfectly in line, you came up short when everything did fall per- perfectly in line, and now if it doesn't, what, what what's going to happen? Like you, you, you could be an early, an early round playoff exit unless everything aligns perfectly. So B minus, and the other reason I give them a B minus, does it? Do either of you have their record up right now? I do. Go. It's twenty three seven and nine. What's that last number there? Nine. What's that? What is that? Nine over time. What is that? What does that mean? Can't win a shootout. It's not about the shootout. <laughs> it's not about a shootout. It's overtime losses. And I can speak to that. Which means you're losing close games. Right? When you get to the playoffs, what happens? Everybody clinches up, and the games become close. Now, I've been at two games this season. I've been to two games. The first game I went to was Washington when they blew it, when they blew it and they gave up a goal in the last minute, and then they lost, and it ended up being a shootout. Tell me you were at the Florida game. And I, was at, I wasn't at the Florida ah. game, but that's, an, I mean, that's another one. That's another one. Their, their, their inability, from what it seems, to close out games lately. Now this is the long season, so you know who knows who knows where we are. But nine overtime and, and and shootout losses at this point in the season, that's a big number, and that means you're not closing out games. And I know the shootout sucks, and there's no shootout in the playoffs, but you're still losing in overtime. The other game I was at, they played Nashville. They scored the Bruins scored a goal in the final minute, but then they lost in overtime. And I know 
the playoffs in in during the regular season is different when you're when you're five on five in the in or yeah in the playoffs you're five on five regular season you're three on three so it's different but either way you're not winning you're not winning close games you're not closing out close games and, and just to go off of again it's not going to matter a lot of people but to your point to the overtime losses the shootout losses that matters and it adds up for those who don't know, I am a Flyers fan, and they have been in the basement for the last two to three years when it came to overtime and shootout losses. I think second to last. And that, those those extra points that you leave on that board every night add up, and that's why they fall into that nine seed to that 10 seed, and they've just missed that playoff window for the last couple of years. Those things add up, and they'll come back to get you. Like, I'm just saying, like, for Philly, they've changed it a little bit so far this year, but it's something for the Bruins to keep an eye on. Look up the rest of the league for me. Really quickly, just the rest of the league, who is I, – I have to assume that nine has to lead the league in, in overtime losses. That is correct. Who it would does. be next? Seven with Buffalo has Buffalo. seven. Where's Buffalo in the, in the division? In the division or in the conference? Fifth, Either way. Fifth in the division. Fifth in the – so they're – they got to be eighth, ninth, tenth in the conference? And Columbus also has seven. They're tenth in the conference. Buffalo's eleventh in the conference. That's, that's exactly what Ryan was just saying. So, But the, the Bruins – What's what's been fortunate? There have been some games where they've scored late and they've gotten the the point, that one point. But that is that's I mean nine is a huge number, huge. Where would where would nine extra points put the Bruins right now? You got to look at that extra window. I think they'd be one of the. the if, if, okay. I mean, I'm not we even talking. You don't even have to. You don't even have to give them all nine. Give them. Give them four. Give them five. Add, first, add, add I mean, five points. First place I'm, is Washington with 27 wins. No, That's 59 points. points. 59 points. How 50, many points do the Bruins have? 55. Four points. You're in first in the division. He, he, right there. You're the best team, the best team like, in hockey. They have nine overtime losses, and they still have 55 points. They just, have, they've won a lot of games, but they, but they came out. They, they came stock, out. Think really about right. where they would be, though, if they didn't have that. Because right. you take a look at like the differential, they're plus 33. Do you have overtime wins there? Is that is that a category that shows? So it shows over uh, no. or what their record? Google their record in overtime. Bill, give me your grade before we get really, really, really off track. But James, in the meantime, look up what their overtime record is. It's clearly something in nine, and it's got to be. I'm mean, I'm guessing it's two or three in nine. So that means they've only gained the extra two or three points. But go ahead. I'll give them a B for the same reasons everybody else has so far. Um, the the one thing I think we can give them a break on is they've had some injuries. Bergeron was out for quite a while, and that coincided with a little bit of a slow run that they had um right now they've got some uh injuries on defense they still haven't found a third line center so i mean when coil isn't playing third line when they've had to move him around to fill in for other people like Krejci. so uh, i'll give him a b uh you can't overlook what happened to them last june i'm gonna give you an a plus for naming that many bruins players without i've, I've come a long way i've come <laughs> a long way <laughs> if, yeah if it, hold if on it, let me check his ipad let me see if it's up <laughs> no no if it, if it weren't for Jack Edwards, I'd probably watch more games. Uh, if yeah, Doc, no, if right. Doc Emmerich Preach. was doing all the games, I'd be watching him. Byron Defoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other thing, which is totally escaping my mind right now that I wanted to add, never mind. Well, I'll come back to it. That was a good moment. <laughs> way, to, way to follow up all those names by, by forgetting <laughs> by, by your totally second thought. All right, so I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to be positive because I haven't really been too positive with the Pats and the Celtics. I like the way that this team is being built. Like I, I can always appreciate when teams go and they they develop through the draft and they they build, you know, through they, where it feels like they have a process or a system. So like they've kind of stuck to what their focus is going to be. You take a look at this roster; it's all pretty much homegrown talent. 
they've taken some of their pieces they've had and they've turned them into players. So, you know, you, they're not afraid to go and get Rick Nash. And had he not, you know, concussed himself, he probably would have potentially still be with the team. They went on got Coyle, signed him, kept him long term. So I like what they're doing with the team. They really, I mean, who would have thought they would have been in the Stanley Cup this past year? They should have beat the Blues. Really, it was kind of a coin flip. They were both kind of like the same team on paper. So, you know, I, I think they're on the right track. I, you know, Mike was saying that, you know, losing all the close games and like, I, I mean, what could they do right now? I mean, they do need a center. I think they need another defenseman. They got probably the best goaltending tandem in the entire league. So there's a lot of really bright points to what this team can be. So my grade would be for right now, kind of the way they're trending and how they're developing is I'd go with a B plus. I don't want to say that they haven't won close. Like I, no, I, not I'm not saying won, no, no, they, no. they've won. A, they've won one goal games, but in the, the, their record is two and nine in the playoffs. So I was right. I said I said three or four, but overtime two. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, overtime, overtime games. It's it's not that they're not winning close games. It's just it, it, it feels like when when it's the high. So to me, during the regular season, the high pressure moments are overtime because there's not a ton of mm-hmm. you know high pressure situations. Agree. It's overtime, and they're not getting the job done. And and. I watch hockey more intently than I watch any of the other sports, and it's cause for concern to me. Their goaltending tandem is very, very good. Their young players are very, very good, but contrary to how I feel about the Celtics, the Bruins' time to win is now. It, is now. your Chara, your Bergeron, your Marshan, your... I would even throw Pasternak in there. I understand Pasternak is 23 years old, but, but that's but your window. Your window. Two, but hang on, there's only two players in that window that are that are getting older. I mean, when they're not playing well and they were, you know, the last couple of years and they've wasted Bergeron, you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> you know, and Chara is, you know, obviously in his 40s. Those are the only two players. You know, they just gave Martian a couple of years of, like, an eight-year deal. So I would it's not throw like Rask in there, too. Yeah. Rask is older. I would throw Rask in that window. So, Chara. James, how old is Rask? 30, 32. 32. He's in that window, that Bergeron and even Marshan. Mm-hmm. But what's a lot? Uh, 35. I, I was going to say 35-36. Uh, you have this guy named Vladar who's going to be – he's six foot four, six foot five. He's going what's to be his, legit. What's his he, vertical? Tuka's 32. <laughs> I don't know what his vertical is. I don't know what his vertical is. Tuka's 32. That's why I said 32. Yeah. 32. And, and, and that's – I mean – Chara might have been a bad example. He's part of the he's part of the the leadership team, yeah. and I've always hated on Chara. But last year I, I changed my tune when it came to his leadership ability and what he can do on the ice. But when you have Chara, Bergeron, and Marchand, that dude's also like 31, 32 years old. Like he's also up there in age. Like that window for him is also close. No, all right. So I get the window, but has this team? So has like Sweeney done anything in Neely in the last couple of years make you feel that they're not going to put this team in, in a position to no. be successful? No, they haven't. They they've been very very good, and I've given Sweeney his due diligence on on his ability to re-sign his own players, build his own players. They haven't proven to me that they can go out and get somebody. They they haven't they they, they haven't they haven't done that. Who was the one superstar they tried to go out and get? Rick Nash, and it no, didn't work. It didn't work. They tried to get Tavares. They were they were in on Tavares. No, he wanted he wanted to play in Toronto, but they were in on him. I I don't I don't I think that the Bruins. So th- this is part of being in Boston. Is every time that there's a major name, the Kevin Durant, the John Tavares, the uh, Antonio Hall. Browns, but, but that, Taylor Hall that, wasn't but, wasn't but ever mentioned. On, but that's but that's not that's it's not lip a service to me. 
It's lip service. They were, but they were in. That was an actual player. (laughs) (laughs) That was an actual player they're in on. I mean, besides that, though, I mean, you take the last couple years free agency. I mean, who's been out there that like actually hit free agency that they could theoretically go out and get? You could have got Taylor Hall. Free. I'm talking free agency. Because he got traded twice. I have to. John Tavares is is obviously one of them. I'd have to look it up. No. No. Love him in Boston, but I'd have anybody, I'd have anybody. to look up I'd have to look up free agents over the last couple I mean, years. I, mean. I can't think of so anybody like, off the Sweeney, top of my head. Sweeney though has been Sweeney. He's done an outstanding job. I, okay, let me, let me take this back. I'm getting excited. I don't think outstanding is the right word. Sweeney's done a really good job from building a team from the draft. I mean, granted, Sinitian was not the right pick in that run of three. I mean, you take a look at the dude from the Islanders. They could have got Matthew Barzell. There's actually a ton of players they could have got, instead so they wasted their picks. Brock Besser. So Matt there was, Barzel. so there's there's a ton of he guys. Went immediately after. So yeah, there's a ton of guys. But you, again, you take a look at their system. There are players that that are going to come up through this Bruins system that are going to make an impact on this team. And even let's just say they're not in it. They you can still like I'm not saying going to do it this year, but they have players like again Marchand and Bergeron and Char that you can flip that you can get something else. It's not like they're in a position where they're screwed long term. I would probably. I'm gonna still hold off and say I don't think their window is right now, but I, I think that that it's it's probably closer than I probably want to admit right now because I'm being stubborn. Kevin, your grade? Uh, I'd probably go with a B for the Bruins. Um, like you were talking about, you have some inconsistent play uh, from goaltending at times, but at the same time, you also both have both Halak and Rask in the top ten in both save percentage and goals allowed. Um, and you also have five shutouts between the two of them. So as much as they they have, some... at one point they were two and three. So I mean, it, I, I'm agreeing with you. At, at one point, I can't. It was probably two, three weeks ago. They were number two and number three in the league in right. goals against. And so, so that that does speak to the to the inconsistency that they've they've dropped from where they were. But at the same time, that that's something I think they can get back to. Um, the other side of that. The, on the the offensive side of that is your top line is is impressive as hell. It's the best line in hockey. It is the best line in hockey. Um, but after that, what are you looking at? It they they've struggled on other lines um, to get any kind of real consistent production. Um, so that that does knock them down for me. Uh, but I, I'd still stick with, like I said, a, a solid B. James, your grade. B. Nope. <laughs> I was going to say, is he said anything besides B? <laughs> hey. Why? Because hey. every good team will have some hiccups in hockey. There's not a definite wagon team because the wagon teams lose. So The wagon teams don't lose. They lost this year. They lost last year. How was how and was currently how was and currently they're um six okay, wild card. Okay, we're moving on from Tampa Bay. Like they, they 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 clearly choked. But how was how was Chicago in 2013? How was Chicago in 2012? How was Chicago in 2014? How was uh the Red Wings in the early 2000s and the and the Devils and the Devils in in uh, uh, in the late night? Like in the we're Kings not talking the, about the past. We're like, talking about currently. Don't sit here and tell me we're not lose. talking about the past. But, we're but not when about a Travis dubs you a wagon, you're gonna lose. Then so right now, lose. I want to say the Baltimore Ravens are a wagon. The Patriots are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess my right now, right now, where do you like take the whole league, say the playoff side? Where are the, where are the Bruins going? 
the Bruins are the number two team in the East. Where are the Bruins going right now if the play if the playoffs started? They're going to the Stanley Cup. Hey, you're kidding. <laughs> no, I would disagree with that. Would you? Would yeah. you? Would you right now sit here and say with? A hundred percent confidence. They're the they're the one seed in the in the Atlantic. Uh, they're the one seed in the Atlantic. So who do they? Who's the who's the seventh seed right now in the division? They're not the one seed in it. Oh yeah, yeah. In the Atlantic, yeah. 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 So who's 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 the first wild card team right now? Philly. Lost to him already. Hey. <laughs> just to say it, you lost to him in a shootout. Just just to come full circle, baby. <laughs> Number two in the Atlantic right now. Who is it? Number three in the Atlantic right now. Who is it? Florida. Pittsburgh. No. Atlanta. Oh, sorry. Pittsburgh. I was looking at the Metropolitan. Montreal. So in a seven-game series, do you feel good against the Carolina Hurricanes? Yes. yes. In a seven-game series, do you feel good against the Montreal Canadiens? Yes. In a seven-game series, do you feel good against the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yes. So then you have them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. If you answer those, if you say yes to all those questions, you answer you you have them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Red Sox never won a World Series. Things happen, man. But but never saying s- that, can you expect the the seas to part the, this year the way they did for them last year? Well, they should beat Philadelphia. If they were to end today, they should beat Philadelphia. Here's the here's the thing though. <laughs> Here is the thing. Tampa hasn't played well this season. They may end up as the number one wild card. Tampa Bay is a very good team. Toronto is a very good team. Montreal, sneaky good team. If their coach can figure it out, Claude, they're a sneaky good team. They've got a ton of talent. Carolina gets slept on. Carolina could be the most underrated team in the league. They have a, an absurd amount of young talent. They get like young Russian kids, and they just, they're unbelievable. Still not going to change my opinion. They're unbelievable. Like They're an underrated, an underrated squad, and in a seven-game series... I don't know. I might. I honestly think Toronto could beat the Bruins this year in a seven-game series if if they even got there. I think it's Tampa. But I, I, I. So I know we're kind of going at you, James, right now. I. Think it's that, fine. <laughs> no, I. I normally get two I on one, so it's great. Currently built. Oh, hey. Let's go. You're welcome. I, I think it's currently built. No, they're not going to go to the Stanley Cup. Now, if you were to tell me they got a third line center, maybe got another defenseman, depending on who those players are, I might turn around and say, okay, I'm on. I'm on that. But right now, I would say just as built, I would say they don't go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I would be disappointed. I don't even know if I would, honestly. Only because I think I think their division. I, I think Buffalo is good in their division Come on, too. Matty, they take some more heat for me. I I, 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 <laughs> I think I, I mean I, I don't know maybe 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 I'm crazy, but I think I think Tampa Bay sucking. Tampa Tampa Bay sucking to start this year is 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 a serious serious concern for Washington and the Bruins or whoever whoever finishes as the one seed might have to play to Tampa Bay yeah, in a, in a so wild card. We're game. almost halfway into the season. Is Tampa Bay? It's kind of like are they are what they kind of are right now. There's too much talent on that team to be what they are. Short of them selling, if they decide to sell, because I think they can still make they can make the playoffs. Right? What are they? What are they? No, they're, so they're right now, thir- they're twelve. They are the sixth wild card. They're, I mean, they've got forty points, seven points out of the you know fine. Yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. And and if they if they end up as a wild card team, they're dangerous. Yeah, I know they didn't prove it last playoffs. I get it. This is. I mean, it's it's a all lot gotta, different. It's a lot different being point, the. All you gotta do is get hot. You get it, a hot goaltender. You, it's you also goal. a lot different in being the president's trophy winner and coming in with all this expectation. And I wasn't the only one calling them a wagon. 
a ton of people were calling them a wagon. And you have that expectation on you. That's a lot different than coming in as a seven or eight seed as a wild card and going into Washington and or Boston or wherever. The only the only team that actually like frightens me of the Bruins would have to play in the playoffs would be as Washington because they can't beat them. But to go off your the, the whole thing of hot goaltender, usually that's what carries a team every single year all the way. Vasilevsky has been not good this year. He no. really hasn't. So if Tampa gets a wild card spot, that man knows how to get hot. Like, it's not just you guys. Anybody who's standing in that their way at that point, you could be done. Like, t- I agree with Mike. Tampa, if they get a wildcat spot, that... I mean, not, just like... Not to say a revenge tour, but the way they went out last year, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. And the way they've played this year so far, but you know the talent is there. It's a problem for anybody standing in their way, and you, you don't want to see that. You'd think you'd already have the chip on your shoulder, though, after coming... I, I agree, because I said that going into the year, that I felt they would come out a lot like the way the Bruins came out. I really thought they would, because to go out in that fashion after the season you had, I thought they were going to come out guns a-blazing. I really did, and they just have not, and they've struggled in numerous areas of the game. And the, the thing that Mike talked about was was the possibility of if, if they decided it was time to sell, which I don't think they will. No, I don't either, but the, the, that's but, the only way that they no longer become scary right, to me. But the other side of that is something that could wake a team up at that point is is to add something. And not that they really need a lot in terms of what they have on paper. The problem with them is they don't have a ton of cap to add anybody. Yeah. They dealt with some... So, obviously, they had the big expectation. They dealt with a lot of crap at the end of last year by choking. And then they had contract disputes with, with one of their better players in Braden Point. And that adds a distraction to an already fragile locker room. Love, love, love Steven Stamkos. Could be my favorite player in the entire league. Right there with Bergeron. Love Steven Stamkos. Not a great leader. Not a great leader. On the ice, yes. Dude, like I said, breaks his nose, comes out, comes back out for the third period, breaks his leg, comes back in the same season. The dude is he's a warrior on the ice. Doesn't strike me as the greatest leader in a locker room. We're talking about hockey where it's a team sport. More so when St. Louis was a team last year. And they So the Bruins. But the Bruins are the dynamic they don't have a bona fide super. Can I and St. Louis, oh. Louis also had the hot goaltender last year. Yes. yes. But so, can I just mention a name that fell off of Tampa that maybe people really overlook? JT Miller was a good piece for them. He was yeah. a solid piece for them. And now he's kind of tearing it up in Vancouver. That's a lot of points, a lot of goals, a lot of assists, ice time, everything that they're missing. I think they're missing JT Miller a lot more than people think. I really do. Mike, you can go back to screaming. More, more so where I was going with, with my point wasn't so much was adding a big a big name or a, a big a gritty talent. Guy. It's more somebody that can, can unite that locker room and, and just a spark at that point. The problem with guys that unite locker rooms, especially in the NHL, don't become available. A guy like that is like a Patty Marlowe and a, or or like a Justin Williams who's now going to go to Carolina. Like – this like Mike Fisher did it a couple years ago where he's like, I'm retiring, I'm retiring, I'm retiring. And Nashville, all of a sudden, like they, they played half the season. It's kind of like what we thought David Ortiz was going to do, where he was going to come in at the all-star break. Mike Fisher did that. He walked in the locker room. That's a leader. Mike Fisher's a leader. Married to Carrie Underwood, too, so he's got to be doing something right. Got to be doing something right. I want to sniff his crotch. <laughs> 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 and today's our last show, too. Thanks for everybody. Uh, we'll see you guys honestly, next time. Honestly, they probably didn't hear because I had the microphone. But, that, that was tame but, for him. But... Patty Marlowe, leader. Can we name this podcast that? That one line. Can that be the name? (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. 
Um, the the. I'm get you. I get you guys an audience. You want to talk about clicks? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I lost my train of thought, but it, 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 the leaders aren't out. That's the problem is they they aren't out there. You know, like Justin Williams is planning on coming back, but he's going back to Carolina. And if I'm not mistaken, Patrick Marlowe is back with the Sharks. Yes. So like those guys are those guys where they were leaders. They go back to where they come from. And I, I don't know, like you're not going to fire the coach because Cooper is, is a very, very good hockey mind in Tampa Bay. So he's you're not going to fire the coach. And it's just. I, I wouldn't rule them out. Is was what I'm saying. Is that I wouldn't no, rule them I, out. And, I, and if they sneak into a wild card spot, they're a cause for you. Hope that they're going to end up in the eight seed. And or if the Bruins get the one, you hope they end in the seven. If the Bruins get the two, you hope they end in the eight. So you don't have to play them in the first round. I do not want to even think about playing Tampa Bay in the first round. Matt, give me your grade. I honestly don't have too much to add. I think that was good Bruins talk, <laughs> but I just I give him a B. I, I forgot Matt was here. Yeah, they give him a B. <laughs> B. Okay. You guys covered it all. Hot start. Maybe they're getting they're having their hangover a few months in of the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, I am afraid to see them in the play uh, Tampa Bay in the playoffs because Tampa Bay has Stamkos. They have the studs. They could be good. But I, you know, if they're in the fi- Eastern Conference Finals, I wouldn't be shocked. They're a good team. They 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 kept the band together and uh, similar to the Celtics where Brown and Tatum will look to take the next step. Pasternak has taken that next step, and that guy is an absolute superstar. Yeah, yeah, he is, and I, I would, I would, I would give Marshawn close to superstar status. We didn't even get like announced that, like talked about it. Pastor not got named, um, what, uh, Atlantic team captain, an all star. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. That that kind of it stuff does. doesn't matter to me at all. <laughs> the, the 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 all star act. Like John John Scott was a talking was, about, a, thank you, was yeah. an all star game <laughs> captain. Talking about so. that is like talking about the Woo Sox logo. <laughs> but you, you know what, Chris? It. It's a smiley face. Yeah, a yeah, but but you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. It's history. There's history. We there. should start a Patreon so people can just see our conversations. We should have filmed this. <laughs> like, not have, we should have just filmed all this. We were. It was considered, but it's too hectic. I don't have enough camera angles. Yeah, we to don't do have. It. But put it on me. But uh. <laughs> All right, so I see you you forfeited your mic for Bruins talk, but you're going to need it back now because we uh, – did you think – I remember my thought go ahead, I was going to say about the Bruins. Ahead. You talked about bringing the band back together, and this is the segue into the Red Sox. How did that work out for the Red Sox last year? Yeah, they brought the whole team back. Did that work for the Red Sox? That's no, not necessarily I, the formula. And I don't I don't think it's going to work for the Bruins either. I, I don't – there are a lot of teams that scare, would scare me in a, in a big series. James is, is – you know, he loves everything and everybody, so – He's not worried about these teams, but I would be worried about Toronto. No one's no one's mentioned Pittsburgh either. I'd be worried about Pittsburgh in a seven game series, Re- regardless of Crosby's injury, no. Malkin's injuries. No. I'd be I'd be I'd be they're I'd old. Be concerned. They're old. I don't want to take this from you, Bill, and maybe I can use it more as a segue to the Red Sox grades as we cover everything. But talk about bringing the band back together. Going into your grade for them, what did you want them to do? Honestly, with how depleted the farm system was. The way their contract situation. What did you want them to do, and then grade and whatnot? Are we segue? Is that what we're doing? Right? I just did that. I and took it. I took it from Mike, and I took dog. care of the situation. Yeah, but the page. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good question, Ryan. <laughs> so you want my grade for the Red Sox? No, first, what did you want them to do instead of bringing the band back together? What would you have preferred them to do, and then give your grade for the Red Sox? And the Red Sox are the only team that their season has been completed, so it's a full. Tie a ribbon on it, 2019 Red Sox, your grade. Uh, this is going to get very negative very fast, I feel it. But go ahead. 
What it, first? What, it, what would you rather have them do other than bring the band back together? And what is your grade? Bringing the band back together was fine, except you didn't have a closer. You needed to add to your bullpen. So that right there was their major mistake. Did you have a, uh, an idea of what they could have done? Besides, like, I don't think Kimbrell ever really wanted to come back because of his demands. I was fine with Kimbrell walking, but they needed somebody to replace him. What they had in-house, those guys are all middle relievers. Yeah. Maybe an eighth inning reliever at best. Yep. They weren't closers. And the guys were just out of their slots. So that was where they... That was where they fell last year. So my overall grade that I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them an F for last year. Because they had the talent, and they underperformed right from the start. Cora mismanaged the starting pitching in spring training. He didn't have them ready coming out of the gate. They got off to a bad start, and they never recovered. Then Dombrowski didn't make a deal at the deadline I think to bring was, somebody in. There's definitely an underperforming, but I still, I mean, I go back to the year before. I think there was an overperforming. I, re, I really do. I'm sorry. With what you got. Yeah, well, Purcell, to win 118 games, obviously. Yeah. What you got out of Yavaldi, all these guys, I think, was an overperformance. But but they still had better talent than what they put on the field. Yes. Or what they showed on the field. And, you know, uh, you know so, I, I try to argue the whole, you're the Red Sox, you find a way to get people, but like. You didn't have really – you had nothing in the minor leagues to move to get people in, which, again, goes back to Nebraska, but that's what he did in Detroit. So, like, ownership knew what they would do. Yeah, it wasn't a surprise. Like, that's what – that was his thing. He's so, a finisher, yeah. He's yeah, a finisher. Deplete everything, deplete relief pitching, deplete the farm system to try to go for it now. He did that. Um, but it's just – I think that's what made it difficult to – that's why I think it's difficult to grade them because of what were you – so, yes, Kimbrell walked. What would you have put there? What would you – like – how would you have gone about that? I don't have a name. That's that's the. Issue. I don't have a name in particular. That's too long ago. But there had to, to be some. There had to be some move that they they did nothing. Yeah. Long ago. Nothing. Far away. Was so much bed. better than it is so, today. <laughs> what is this? What is that? See, so you, you talk about what they could have done, right? So, that free agency, free agency wise, I'm gonna just rattle off a couple of names. Legal. Here. All right. Now, Mike's fired, by the way. Not saying <laughs> that. Gone. Not saying these guys are and James all stars, but would have been serviceable guys for the bullpen for the Red Sox. Free agent Zach Britton could have been serviceable left-hander in the bullpen. They didn't go and get anybody. Zach Duke. Yeah, it's just another middle reliever to throw into the box. Kelvin Herrera. Mm-hmm. Ottavito. Do I remember that? Yep. Ottavito yeah, was available. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Hudson was available. They could have gone. Out, they could have re-signed Joe Kelly. No. Well, Please, I wish you signed Joe Kelly. The fighter Kelly. guy? You're going to bring being, the fighter okay, back? Hindsight being what it is, right? Joe Kelly was dominant in the playoffs. Yes. Guess who else is dominant in the playoffs? And they gave him $68 Nate million. Okay? <laughs> so they didn't spend the money correctly. Andrew Miller was a free agent. I missed David, the beginning of your David Robertson was a free agent. Sergio Romo was a free agent. Granted, Trevor, Trevor Rosenthal has been hurt. Free agent. So there were guys that he could have signed. They just didn't make they didn't make a priority to go into free agency. Dombrowski just settled on his on his laurels and he went back and put the same team together. He went and ga- he went and gave the same money. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> he went and gave he went and gave Boku dollars to Ivaldi. He went and gave six point two five million dollars that could have went to a reliever to Pierce. What was Brought your grade? I had to go. I had to. I had to jump. So out I didn't to go grade P. them yet oh, okay, because good. I, I jumped into this the free agent topic, or like F. I heard. Yeah. Okay. So, coming off of a World Series championship, 
coming off of to what I feel was a really poor off se- uh, off season for the Red Sox. Then you go into spring training and they treated the team with kid gloves, the, that pitching staff. Then there was there was an excuse for everything. Everything there was an, whatever happened there was always an excuse. And, and Alex Cora, I think, kind of built himself in his head to be bigger than what he actually is. He won one championship, first time. So did John Farrell. So I wouldn't say they were an F, but I was really disappointed. I would say they were like a D. Dombrowski. D's get degrees. Yeah, D. Yeah. <laughs> Dombrowski did nothing at the trade deadline. <laughs> Granted, you know, if you take a look at the team, where they were, the wild card standings, had he made a move, had he made just one move, he would have sent a message to that team saying, hey, you know what? I believe in this team and I think they can get there. You know, making a comment saying that there's nothing wrong with the bullpen. The bullpen blew, like, what, 20 some odd saves, 25 some odd saves? Like, they, you could just stop at the bullpen blue. After, the bullpen, like, you don't need to say anything else after But hang that. on. So what it, what it bugs me even more is they have a new pitching coach this year. Dave, Dave Bush, former he's a former uh, big league pitcher. He's a new pitching coach. He's been with the Sox for like three years. Best comment. Okay. <laughs> he went and made a comment on the athletics saying that he felt that the bullpen wasn't really an issue. That scares the absolute crap out of me. Stop making excuses. Like the bullpen was a major issue for that team last year. And you're th- you're gonna throw out the same crap that you did last year. And the only thing that you've done so far is you added a left-hander off waivers named Josh Osich from the Giants, and then Chris Mazza from the Mets. Who people are gonna be like, who? Like you've done nothing yet. You've done nothing yet. And I, I like Darwin. Uh, you know, her- but you didn't give them an F. No, I gave him a D. Oh. Game of D. Because it sounds like you're like, oh, I'm going to be a little bit more positive, and I wouldn't say F, and then you just crap no, on them. No, I'm pretty negative on this. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm, I'm pretty negative on this, and I've been pretty negative on this, like, I last podcast. and Let me – the bullpen was an issue, yes. Big time. I, I'm not stopping there. I think the entire pitching staff was an issue, starters included, last year. They, 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 weren't, they weren't the same pitching staff. Health – is another major thing that hurt that. Well, that when, hurt you, the when you shut staff. down your ace and sale and you shut down Price before the end of the season, Eovaldi missed the first half of the year with elbow surgery. Health. And then, and then, that's, you that's know, when, and then thing. when these guys go, and then when these guys can't start, you're throwing Brian Johnson out there. Like, come like on. I, I don't want to be that guy, but like the Yankees pitching a tie season without Lu- Luis Severino. Like every team has severe well, health issues. Severino's. But, uh, and it, but it's like, where did they end up? Losing to the cheating Astros, so but they made it all the way there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the difference between the Yankees, the Astros, is their pitching staff. The Yankees' pitching staff is so freaking elite as a unit. Now, now, as a unit, yeah, but as they're stacked unit, in their bullpen. Their bullpen, it's not their starters. Their starters, of course. Their starters the- don't. Their st- so the difference being. The Yankee starters didn't have to go seven, eight innings. The way that this Red right, Sox that's team the way that was team built. So are you going to label them as a... No, James. I'm not going to label them a wagon. No, but we, but we that, talked but about that, this. Their, their, their bullpen was built... Their starters could... Masahiro Tanaka could throw 116 pitches in five innings because he had a... They had a plethora of, of elite arms in that bullpen. The Red Sox weren't built that way. The Red Sox needed Chris Sale and David Price to go eight innings so they could then hand the ball over to who knows what Matt Barnes is going to be. Like, but but that's what they needed. You're speaking. You're speaking with the mindset of going into last year. Yes. Dylan Betances ended up not being very good and hurt. Zach Britt ended up being not very good. Chapman blew a good amount of saves last year. Yes. They overcame it. The way it was built. 
but the yeah, way the way it was built, built, they went out at least built it in that the mindset, the way the Red Sox should have tried to build. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, 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 so, no, the Red, yeah. the the Red Sox didn't even need to build it the same way the Yankees did, where they had to build a, a, an elite bullpen. They just needed a bullpen. Period. The bullpen was bad. The the, the starting pitching didn't perform, but. You didn't know that going in that the starting pitching wasn't going to perform. The starting pitching was built. But I think Chris Sale, Price, no, you, you Erod. Could, you could say that. Who am because... I missing? Because they, they, they should be able to go 6 7 Porcello. consistently. Porcello should be able to go Porcello, 6 7 consistently. If you, all right, so backtrack. James always likes to say this was his. Was this his off year or his on year? This was Porcello's off year. So when he plays for the Mets, he's going to have. An amazing well, this was year. Also a and then he's gonna, year, well, so. he better because he signed a one year deal. Yeah, and then he's going to. Like I've been saying, cash that money to the bank. Yeah, but then he's in the National League, and National League isn't the same. It's doesn't not have same. to worry about designated hitter. It's not the same for pitchers in the National well, not League. Not until like 2020 when it gets like ruled in after the, but whatever. But so, coming off of a World Series, Chris Sale had a bum shoulder or a bum arm. Okay, so I'll never you, say anything negative about Chris Sale ever. I know you. Of a man crush. <laughs> so what's that, fanboy? Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Or at least I admit it, Tom Brady lover. Oh, I admit it. But Chris Sale's coming off the. He came off an injury. So knowing that potentially your ace of the staff. He's hurt. Probably not going to be able to go seven every day. Why would you not go out, and find horses for that bullpen? You want to know my honest answer? I honestly think coming into the season they said. We did it last year, so we should be able to do it this year, and and that's not what happened. Like that, like they they figured they had issues in in twenty eighteen. They had some injuries, they had some pitching issues. Do you do you remember going into the playoffs in twenty eighteen? What we were all saying that this, this, team, bullpen, this bullpen sucks. this bullpen yeah. is is a problem, and somehow they put it all together yeah. miraculously. You and and I think I don't know if people just forgot what struggles they had in twenty eighteen. But by bringing that same group back without Kimbrel, that wasn't the formula. And we talked about this on on the Red Sox podcast to be named later, which I don't think you listened to. I think their approach going into the season. The newest one I hadn't listened to. I think their approach going into the season was correct, and I think Washington proved that because they were built the same way the Red Sox were, based around their starting pitching, with studs in the starting pitching. and then But Washington went out and made that deal at the deadline when the Red Sox didn't, they brought in Hudson to solidify their bullpen and then went on a run. You're right. You're right. Washington. Thank I, you, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what, what were you going to say? Go ahead. What was your thought? I think that was the number fourth right that Mike said to Bill. Ever? Ever. <laughs> Lifetime. Lifetime. Through the shows. No, no. He, and, and he, he is right. That was, that was the theory. But the problem is I think – I mean, even even Washington had a better plan in their bullpen. They had Doolittle, who going into the season was go was was a closer, and and he was going to be what what they thought was going to be their their go to closer in the bullpen. The Red yeah, Sox and the Red Sox had that. Brazier. The Red Sox had no, Brazier, who they thought was no, going to be that guy. No, and he fell apart. No, you're wrong. No, no I'm not wrong. They they were going to use Brazier as the closer. Did Brazier even make the, the the team out of out of training camp? No, because he had a toe injury. Training? He had like, a toe injury in spring training. In, he was pitching in in Pawtucket. So, are we talking 18 those, or 19? Uh, uh, we're talking about no. Last going year in, he was pitching. He pitched in Pawtucket. No, he wasn't. He? No, he wasn't. He had the toe injury. He was because uh, fantasy. Purposes, Talk to the mic, Matt, so everybody can hear sorry, you. Yeah, I remember fantasy purposes. He was like. 
Him or Barnes. Was he the got hurt, for and then he came back and he sucked and he pitched in Pawtucket. Right? He oh, was yeah, in Pawtucket. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in the preseason, he was marked as earmarked as no, one he of the wasn't. possible closers. Yeah, yeah. Possible, oh, Barnes, possible closers Barnes or, or Barnes. Barnes would be the is either way, is either way. That's okay. what Bill was saying. My point is, is Barnes or Brazier do little? No. Doolittle. Doolittle was Doolittle. the closer in Washington. He was he was a stud in Oakland. It didn't translate in Washington, but at least going into the season, Washington had the guy that was going going into the season, who was going to pitch the ninth inning for the Red Sox? It was either Brazier or Barnes or Brazier. Who was going to pitch the ninth inning for the Nationals? It on paper was Doolittle. So they had a closer. The Red Sox didn't have one, and neither one of those bums in Brazier or Barnes is even uh, could even sniff Doolittle's jockstrap as a closer. That's the second crotch sniffing reference <laughs> to this podcast, right? I mean, is anybody no, going right. to disagree no, with me? Hundred percent, you're right. You know, like, and, no, you're right. But that was their plan. That was their, right. I think you're both are kind of right. And that was the Red Sox plan. They thought that they had right. at least an eighth and ninth combo. Well, I think they were one, looking at Barnes these. as. You know, that bullpen by committee theory of, you know, if the seventh inning is when a team's got their three, four, five coming up, Barnes is going to pitch that seventh inning. The fireman role, they call it. Which has never worked, I don't think, for any team. Ever. That's the worst. But that's what they went into. But Chris is pulling the microphone away from me as I'm speaking. (laughs) I've realized as we've tandemed up. We probably should have tanned about. Like, <laughs> we should have put Kevin on a shared mic, I think, because he's just like sitting over there tweeting. Like, look at these idiots. He's not. He, he, <laughs> he I forgot what I was going to say. Now, go ahead, Chris. Go he ahead. probably should have sat with me, who talks the most, because Bessie also likes to talk. So we're like fighting each other. But anyway, go ahead, Chris. How is it that the Bo- oh, Jesus? How is it the Boston Red Sox, okay, highest payroll in baseball, doesn't have a closer? You're proving my point. Like you answered your own question. How because is, because how Don Browski, baseball. Don Browski has never had the 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 track record of ever having a bullpen. Take a look at the, like the Tigers teams he had. Look at those. You want to talk about wagons? Look at the rotations that he had with Detroit. Scherzer, Verlander, and good price. Anibal Sanchez when he was actually Anibal Sanchez. And then he had. And then he had. Jose Valverde, which is probably the best reliever he had out of his entire time in Detroit, who was like heart attack closer. But he's never been able to establish a bullpen. We as Red Sox fans sold our souls for a World Series title for Dombrowski, but we're lucky right now that we're not in the same condition as the Detroit Tigers. We, we didn't sell our souls. We most certainly did. No, we didn't. The second that you hired... That was John Henry. No, 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 no. Let me finish turn, my turn, point. Turn his cam off. The second, <laughs> the second that you hire Dombrowski, you're hiring Dombrowski to win World Series. I will, we didn't hire. I will never... I didn't hire. Oh, here we go. Uh, now James wants to pull Now all of a sudden we're Now not, James wants to pull this. We're wee-wee-wee in the whole thing, yeah. and all of a sudden now you're not French we, 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 comes to the Red Sox. Like, come on. Uh, I, I didn't. Did no, James. Hire. We know you didn't hire Dave Dombrowski. No. The point is, is when you're wait, drinking wait. the Red Sox Kool Aid and you're including the wheat. J- James didn't hire Dave Dombrowski. No, no. Breaking news. Well, I thought James was the mastermind. <laughs> what? I've always said, and I will still say, Dave Dombrowski did his job here. He, he did. did his job. He he did what he was supposed to do here. Where that leaves you now, I don't know, but. He's, his sole purpose was to come here and to build a contender, a year-in, year-out contender. He did that. He won a World Series. You're still going to – like, the Red Sox are going to contend this year. Their bullpen's going to suck, but, are but they, they're, but still be, they're still going to contend. I can't say I, – I can't sit here and, you know, looking at it objectively, I can't say that, they, that they're that they going to. You take a look now. They probably have 
one of the best one through four and from a lineup standpoint in the entire league. But there are so many question marks. Chris Sale is a giant question mark. David Price is a giant question mark. You have no bullpen. They've done nothing to address that. The distraction of Mookie Gross. Betts. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get him a napkin. The distraction of Mookie Betts, I think, is going to be a bigger deal than what people actually think. Like, think about, like, if Mookie Betts starts out the year hitting, like, 220, 230. He won't. But I'm just saying, if that happens, what are people going to talk about? It's focusing on the contract, focusing on what's going to happen in the offseason. So there's a lot of you, question marks. You take, take health out of it. I know, again, it's all hypothetical, but you take health out of it. Minus Kimbrell, it's the same team that won you 118 games two years ago. And yet you're sitting here saying, how the hell are they going to contend? They're going to contend. And you know what? You look at last year, Betts really dropped off from you know MVP campaign the year before. But who stepped the hell up last year? Bogart. Xander Bogart. Devers. Devers. So all that, that should have stayed streamlined. It was just that closing, which I know is a lot, but like you guys are going to contend if you ask. Yeah, but you know, but, that's what it but again though, to. but pitching pitching wins championships, and but, if you don't have oh, no, pitching, it, it absolutely it absolutely does, and it's also I think it's pitching, and I think it's, it's scrappy ass hitting. You know, when you you just a slap hitter, that's what wins in October. Um, but the thing with the Red Sox is not just any team. You can't. I have learned that you can go into a season and just find a way to hover. Hover around there, and then the trade deadline. If you actually have the balls to make a move, then you can make. Then you make that move, and you go on that run. And I think again, you take the health out of it. The Red Sox are gonna hover. They'll be right there. They're too good. Devers is too good. Bogarts is too good. Betts is too good. It, it's too good. So, it, the, and, but see, the what concerns about the hovering piece though is the AL East. So, on paper, the Yankees. Yeah, just, Baltimore, let's Toronto, scare the, scare the hair off your Kiwis. But, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's won 90 games the last two seasons. Tampa Bay might be the second best team in the American yes, League. Yes, yeah. They, they, just, brought in, they just brought in, uh, you know, Yoshi. Yeah, whatever is, yeah. But, like, you take a look at their rotation. If you have a healthy, if you have a healthy Snell, you have Charlie Morton coming back, and you'll have, what's the Glasnow. So, if those three guys, if those three guys are healthy, you they still to, they still use a opener though, and the, and the Boston Red Sox and, may have to do the same and, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that sucks. That sucks. The, the, using the opener, bleh, that's how I feel about it. F for openers. <laughs> Yankees used Chad Green every five days last year, and they found a way to get the. Bleh. <laughs> the the only saving grace, the only saving grace where I'm talking about like the hovering piece, and to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, is AL Central sucks. So yeah. really, the really the Twins and the White Sox now are going to battle for first place. Everything after that is going to just be garbage. So, the West. so but no, but the Astros, the Rangers, the, I mean, the Rangers have gotten better. Their rotation, if you look, if we're going off of paper, you look at their rotation. They might arguably have they have a top five rotation. If Kluber comes back healthy, they have a top five rotation. What does it have to Kluber? Martin Perez. Lance no, no, Perez is Martin here. Perez. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Martin Perez. the Sox signed Martin Perez. <laughs> and at some point next, Mike but at some point next week, Mike, you can read all about Martin Perez. <laughs> Lefty specialist. It's like on the blogger. Throws like. Throws like eighty two. No, he throws ninety four to ninety six. He added a Us cutter. I know. But deep in the socks, dog. Yeah, we haven't even. Give me this. We're not, we haven't scratched. I don't even know. Kevin, give me your grade. Chris, Chris, get, Chris got the mic, and he was just like, "My time to shine, baby." Here we go. I'm more than willing to let him. Here we shine go. There. Kev, uh, grade. Grade wise, um, I'm probably hoping around a, a D. Oh wow. Myself. Um, 
again. Yeah, this is going to get real negative. Yeah, really it's, I mean, it's just beating a dead horse at this point after everything we've talked about. The, the bullpen was atrocious. James is going to give him a B. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look over, it looks like James is sitting on Matt's lap. <laughs> Go ahead, Kev. Finish your uh, thought. I mean, it, it was just it was uh, it was a very underperforming year, as as Bessie said. The year prior was was an overperforming, um, but the the pendulum swing was uh, Give me a pendulum. was kind of a kick in the teeth there. Um, like I said, it's so beating a dead horse. There was a lot already <laughs> discussed. James, if you give him a B, so help me God. D. Why a D? They just didn't perform. The way they needed to. D for, D didn't, for perform. didn't perform. There you go. Love it. <laughs> but I don't blame the management. I don't blame. You guys fine over there? They pulled the whole microphone out of the, See, out Chris, of the system. Stop touching my mics. That's oh. why I should be sitting in James' cam. <laughs> <laughs> this is my chair. Stay over there. Okay. Why did what? What else do they have? What else you got? What else you got? I I blame more of Henry. I blame ownership. So let me blame. ask you why. So, James, <laughs> why is it that John Henry is the one to blame for the Because he's the one that told Dabrowski, this is what we can do. Okay, he spent $240 million last season. And That's the most in baseball. He wrote the biggest check. He's going to pay 13 We're talking about points. baseball. There is no salary cap. He is wow. Going to, he's actually, he's, he's done a great job making the best salary cap in sports. He is going to, he's going to break a check for $13.4 million for last season. He's got nothing. He's got his hand on his, on his, down his pants for nothing. And you, you, you're saying that John Henry <laughs> is the one to blame. He this is spending he spent $240 million. Dollars. Of dollars over in Europe to help build a Liverpool soccer team. Yeah. On American team, what there's saying. higher consequences. What, what do we care about Liverpool soccer when it comes to the Red Sox? Liverpool soccer can win whatever whatever cup that they have over there. What do you there? give Liverpool care. as a grade for this year, James? A plus. B. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I just, uh, no. The, the, the salary cap has consequences, and it, and and you can blame John Henry for saying, "Okay, enough is enough." If that's how you want to go, then the, I mean, the other thing is, is the Red Sox paid so much money to players to not play for them, and that's what killed the Red Sox. The, the Red Sox is still paying Rosny Castillo down there at Triple A. Ros, you're, 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 <laughs> yes, you and that doesn't count against him for the sal- uh, for the luxury tax. You paid Castillo. If I'm not mistaken, you paid you pay Sandoval, Sandoval eighteen million. Yeah, you paid off the I books, mean, though. It's so, off the books. N- no, about five of it is still on the books because there was a buyout for You're this paying, year. I, I looked it up, and the Red Sox had the highest payroll in baseball, but they had like the third or fourth highest active payroll in baseball, which is players actually on their roster. So, but the Ru- because they were paying the Rusne Castillo. But the Rusne Castillo that was an overreaction to Jose Abreu. They lost out on Abreu. The Red Sox wanted Abreu. They lost out on Abreu. So they went out next season. The best, the biggest name. Cuban, that's out there. He's Cuban, right? Yeah. Hope he is. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so. I hope so now. You yeah. said it. <laughs> so, they went and spent the money on that first player. Now, I can't fault them for, I mean, $72 million for a guy that's unproven. That's a lot of, that's a lot of cash, but I can't really blame him for doing it. Yeah, because that's everybody now. That's that's the, the, the people from Japan, the people from everything. I, you exactly. Dice K. Mazuzaka. Exactly. But like, you just don't know. I just, and I'm not trying, like, all, I guess, all kidding aside, James, you know, you're blaming John Henry. I just struggle with blaming the man because he spent the most money in baseball. He allowed the Red Sox to spend the most money in baseball. They got nothing for it. Yeah, th- now, there's 30 
29, 30 teams out there that would kill to have their owner just spend the money. Had the Sox only spent like $100 million, $120 million, and they had the ability to contend and they didn't go out and make those make those moves to do so, and Dombrowski couldn't do that because there was no money left in the piggy bank, then that's a different conversation. They had the ability to go out and do things. They just, Dombrowski spent the money in the wrong places. He went and brought back Evaldi. Shouldn't have done that. He went and spent money on Pierce. Shouldn't have done that. You know, you gave Mitch Moreland, a, you know, who's coming off of being hurt. He had one year left in that deal. You can spin him off for something. Go out and, and allocate those funds elsewhere. So I don't put the blame on Henry. No. I put the blame on Dombrowski because... Yeah. He could have done things differently with their cash that he didn't do, and that's why he doesn't have a job this offseason. As, as a fan, you can be ups- you could be upset with, I think, the idea of... I don't think... It, I, no, I'm going to go back on what I'm, what I'm about to say is you can't be upset for what Dombrowski did because that's what Dombrowski yeah, does. They brought, they that's brought what him he, in to do that exact, Yeah, that's what exactly he does. What he We've cut, we, we're going to, you know, that's what he did in Detroit. He's going to deplete your farm system. He's that's going, what he did in but my, he's going uh, to, Florida. He's going to deplete it to try to get you that ring. You got the ring. You pay the consequences. Which what are your consequences? Still, com- you st- you will still be competing. That, that's what, and I, just again, I don't want to. I hate to do this as a Dodgers fan. I learned two years ago, and I know they failed, but I felt they didn't do enough. And they but they hovered, they hovered, they hovered at the deadline. They brought in Darvish, and that cut that 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 sent him all the way to the World Series, the seventh game of the World Series. You know exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying is, you can hover, and the Red Sox have enough talent to hover. At that point, it becomes a matter of Heim, whatever his name is, Chaim, Heim, Bloom, and Dombrowski to pull the trigger at that deadline to then get you to the next point. That's how you can do it. Yeah. No, save that for Yuri Gurriel. But in James' defense, if you have spent that much money and you are close and you can bring in a piece and you don't spend to bring in that piece, you get some of the blame for that. Yeah, okay. I think he's putting too much on it. Nobody should Maybe. get more blame than the people on the field and the guy who runs the team day in and day oh out. Because God. you have the exact, we've all agreed they brought back the exact same lineup minus a bullpen, and the team did not perform. What, what about the and, guy making the lineup that suddenly says, well, I had a team that won 118 games last year. I had a leadoff hitter who won the MVP. I think I'll bat him second That's who next I'm blaming. Year, that's and who we I can be even better. Time. That's who I've blamed since the get, since we had this conversation. My blame has gone to bald head no. Alex Cora. I have never no. changed on that. I, and, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, he looks like a turtle. I think it's un, I think it's, it's, it's unfair to blame Dombrowski. Dombrowski to me was the scapegoat. Dombrowski to me was the, was the guy that had to go because you're not going to fire Alex Cora. Why? I don't know. You all have told me you don't fire Alex Cora because he just won the World Series. He's this, he's that, blah, blah, blah. To me, you could get rid of that guy. Because to me, the, the the talent that you have on that team should not miss. The, they, they, they shouldn't miss as bad as they missed last season. Like, he screwed it up. You don't mess with the lineup. You just won 118 games. By the way, it's not like you helped build that team. That team fell into your lap. Okay, well, Just like the Astros. You didn't I'll, build it. No, you didn't build the Astros. You were an assistant coach on a team that was... Cheating. Okay, take the mic away from him again. They were unbelievable. <laughs> like they were so George good. upset. <laughs> Bessie. You want to help me out no, for a minute? No, because... Corey didn't build that wait. team, but he did come up with a garbage can He came up with idea. the noises. And, like, I get that point. But, but, the, but what I'm it. saying is Alex Cora has this massive head, like your boy Brett and, Gardner, has this massive head, okay? Because because he was on a, he was on an Astros team... 
He was on an Astros team that was very successful and won a World Series, cheated to a World Series, but won themselves a World Series. And then he came to the Red Sox, got handed, handed one of the best teams in baseball, and, and, and wins a World Series. And now he's got this massive head and thinks he's the he's he's like he's Belichick great. Like like he, why is he untouchable? Why are we not blaming Alex well, Cora? We're we're blaming them now. No, you blamed of, Henry. Can I finish? No, you already said your piece. You blamed Henry. I I can rebuttal. You can, but you can't change your stance because you've already no, blamed I'm Henry. Not changing my this is stance. like a this is like a democratic debate. You mentioned his name, he gets to rebut. <laughs> I, I, Thirty I'm seconds. Not, I'm not mentioned. Mike, now that you're done, tell us how you feel. <laughs> I'm not changing my mo- opinion, but we're all saying Alex. You're saying Alex Cora is to blame. What if what Alex Cora did worked? What I'm is, not saying Alex Cora is to blame. I'm not I, saying Alex Cora is to blame. I'm saying you, I'm saying you when you're saying? split when you're splitting up the blame pie, you need to blame the, the people that are on the field and the guy that's out there making the lineup. Those are the two guys that are the most involved in your performance on the field yes. are the players and your coach. And when your coach is screwing things up in the lineup, now did he have a bullpen to work with? No, and that's where you can blame Dombrowski. Was he was he handcuffed at the deadline with the payroll? Maybe. So you can you can portion out the blame, but the biggest blame needs to go to the players who. Out there or the coach, that's how I feel. But what if it worked? What if it, it did it? It doesn't matter. What if it worked? All right, it all right. I want I want to hear Matt's grade because Matt's Mister Positive. Thank you, I, I want to hear his grade on the Red Sox. All right. So there has been a lot of negativity about the Red Sox. So I'm going to come in here and I'm going to set it, I'm going to set the record straight. I'm going to give him an F. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I'm going to give him an F is because I think the 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 salary crunch that Dabrowski put him in. Last offseason is the reason why you're seeing such a slow drip in the 2019 offseason. Because they ha- Bloom is going to make the right moves. I trust him to get the smart plays done. What makes you trust him? Why? Because why? He, why? Why, why wouldn't you? you? He, he was part. If you read about this guy's his, his, his background, he was the archetype. He was behind the whole thing in Tampa. Archetype? And what they're what? doing down. Architect. Architect. <laughs> the archetype in Tampa. <laughs> He, when, yeah. When's he gonna uh, Matt? Another, nobody, another nobody name of the podcast. Matt, when when is he gonna make these moves, Matt? He I'm has, getting nervous that nothing is going no, on here. Right, but he's gonna make the. He's, you cannot just make moves. trade deadline. No, no, he's not. He's hand, he, <laughs> he he has to make the right moves when you're de- when you're handling a situation as delicate as a Mookie bets. He's gonna make the right move. Well, guys, so guys are signing. Pay the damn man. You're the Boston Red Sox. Guys well, no, are signing all over the place, and he's sitting there doing nothing. Well, he was never gonna sign anybody. We all can agree to that. Not the big names. But uh, all these players, still plenty of small all these pitchers that are signing places small names that, are p- that are potential landing spots for David Price, now those trade partners are gone. Right, right. Well, I, if he's going to be trading Price, he better get well, on it or else well, They're choosing be better takers. options than Price, given the money, given what they have to give up. So it's not well, the that Red Sox he's not are going to eat part of that salary. They're probably right, going to eat at least eat, a third of it, if yeah, not half. Eat at least $10 million. And that's still going to yeah. count against their cap. Right, hey, of course. He traded for Tommy Pham, though, so... He was the archetype behind trading for for Tommy Pham. Just so stop with Tommy the Tommy Pham stuff. So Pham was good. He's, Tommy Pham's an example. Oh, he's Pham's not the be all end all. Tommy, no, Tommy Pham's a savior. No, he was very good. Know. He was okay, very yeah, good for that team. Yeah, but that's that's the guy that I I, I, I want to trust the new GM of the Red Sox to bring in is Tommy Pham. Would you take well, no, it's not Tommy Pham. The exact. Oh a, yeah, absolutely, I would. But that's that's not the that's not, that's not the point. In, he also brought in Yandy Diaz, which was a, a key contributor. He brought he saw Choi was a key contributor. He, yeah, he's he, he fleeced. He was part of the the deal that fleeced the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, he yes. Choi. Who did they get that deal? Is that his name? G Man Choi. Who did they get that deal? The decade thing. Jimmy Choi. 
No, he, no, no G-Man G-Man and they got G-Man Tyler Glass right. now in that deal from the choice. with they the Pirates. Glasnow and who did they trade to the Pirates? I can't remember. Chris Archer. Chris Archer. Thank you. So he's and sucks. they got Glass now in return. So he he. I think he's going to get the right things done. I think it's taking this long because it's that hard of a situation. He's not. It's not that he's. He's probably losing out to these deals because Kluber is a better option. He's cheaper, and he comes with similar risks. These guys. Talk about, so right now, talk about Kluber. Did you see what they gave? Like what? Uh, what Texas had to give? What? I don't understand why more teams weren't in on that. So they what? gave him nothing. No, so no, pers- talk about that. Talk about that. The guy, the reliever that they got for, from Tech uh, was it Cleveland or whatever. Yeah, they, got, they were as high on him as they were on the. Who's top. they? The Indians were as high on that that because they're high. Well, I can't speak to that, Bessie. <laughs> but I, what I'm saying is, there, they, there was a report that that yeah, came out. Who was the other team in on? Uh, Kluber was the, the Astros. I'm not the Astros. The Angels. They liked that relief pitcher more than the top five uh, outside of the top five prospects of the Angels system. The Angels were not going that high. So it's not. It's one of those situations where people can harp on the low return that they got, but they believe this guy is like the next stud to be in the bullpen. I believe in a thing called love. The Indians didn't have to trade Kluber right now. The Indians didn't have to do that. I mean, granted, <laughs> they made the decision to do that, but they didn't have to trade him right now. They didn't have a gun to their head saying, hey, I need when to trade Kluber. Where did you Kluber. change mics? <laughs> <laughs> he, wa- he wanted to this talk. This guy's just grabbed up everybody's mics. <laughs> they didn't have to make that move. Ke- is Kevin the weakest link in mind? Like, what, what is happening <laughs> here? <laughs> so the Indians didn't have to do that. Neither do the Indians have to go and trade Lindor. They just don't want to pay these guys. Yeah. Let me ask you. And they don't you. want to get stuck for nothing for these guys, which is what the Red Sox are getting set up to do with bets. But because they, they're in the same situation with Lindor that the Red Sox are in with bets. Mm-hmm. Except the Red Sox know bets is going to go to but, free agency. But see, the problem is, and, it, and it's a good problem to have, is the fact that the team is so competitive that if the Red Sox weren't competitive, bets would have been gone last year. But so they're competitive. They want to win now. So it's really hard to move him. Now, I would trade Mookie Betts because you need to get something back more than a compensatory pick. Getting one player back, that person, who, who first off, whoever they trade for and or attach a pick to and they draft will forever be linked to Mookie Betts, and that person is screwed. Like, it, it's kind of like whoever the next quarterback is of the Patriots, to a lesser degree, like, they're always going to have that, like, Stink to him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, he's always gonna be part of the trade. You know what I mean? So, that hey, that's the guy they got for Mookie yeah. Betts. This one guy that never made it to the majors that was a bust. Why don't we trade Mookie Betts? So it's it's a lose lose either well, way. We said the same thing about Didi Gregorius taking over for Jeter, and how did that work out for him? Well, he did all right. Gregorius did pretty well. You know, you got to find somebody like that. You've got to find the Steve Young to succeed Joe Montana. You know, I I just what makes it difficult though right now well, from you. from the Red Sox well, standpoint and with Bloom is the only thing that we get to see is what's reported to us. We don't know what they're working on behind the scenes. We know that right now they have David Price that they need to move. They need to move $96 million. Probably going to have to eat, we'll even call it like $13 million per year off of that. So we'll call it like $36 million for the next three years to move him. On top of that, you have J.D. Martinez that you can potentially trade. J.D. Martinez opting in kind of made things a little more difficult and uncomfortable for the team. Even though like they need him in the lineup, that made things a little more difficult than what it needed to be. Again, you have Betts who's not going to come back. So this dude has – He's got a tall order in front he, of you him. You know, in, in, in his first year. And what's going to be – and what kind of stinks about the whole thing is that if this team finishes in third again, say they win 84 games, 85, 84 like they did last year, they're going to look at Bloom as being a failure. They're going to look at it as being like, here's a guy that came from Tampa Bay. Oh, little Tampa Bay. I, you know, like – I think we just got a temporary expectation. Why, do, what he's why doing. do they have to move these guys? Again, it has been reported that they because they the, want to get under two hundred eight for the luxury tax. 
They need they to want to reset that number. They, because so, Ron Henry is cheap. And no, right it's now, not about no, being it's cheap. Not, it's not a matter of cheap. That Every team cheap? does it. Are you kidding? Every this, team does it. He spent the most money in baseball. How is he cheap? <laughs> every team every team does it every few years so they can reset themselves so they don't get whacked hard with the luxury tax. And it's not and even just Because it's a punitive I, thing. I don't want to keep doing this, but you look at L.A. and they've done tried to do the same thing. Get under this. They want to get under the luxury tax. But Freeman. And yet they stay there with 100 wins every year. Because they, they have the young ju- players coming out of the system. Exactly, because they've drafted why. like absolute animals and they yeah. nailed their prospects. And that's why you can't evaluate Bloom just after next year. If they it, end up, like no, you said, if they end up in third place with 80-something wins, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you're going to have to look at him long-term because he's a long-term type of guy. He's not going to be a hired gun like Dombrowski was come in when you World Series. No. Do you, now, do right you now, s- they're at about 230-ish projected payroll. They don't have a first baseman. They don't They're have cheap, a second though. baseman. They don't have a backup catcher. They really don't have a fifth starter. They don't have a bull, uh, closer in the bullpen. There's a lot of moves still left there to make. Do we see a Nomar Garcia Parra type trade happen? Yeah. That's, that's what they should have done last year when they decided that they weren't really – because Dombrowski came out and said, I don't think we can improve our team enough. To make a run. That's basically what he said. If that's the case, that's when you should have traded Mookie right then and there. So the one person that's been listening for the last two hours. Thank you. <laughs> Mom. And <laughs> um, Bessie, you gave your grade, right? You yeah. said F. Bessie, give me give me your grade. I'll give my grade. And then I want to ask a question about Bloom. This was the only real Red Sox thing I wanted to talk about. And it fell off the rails. And here we are. But give me your grade uh, for the Red Sox. I'll give you mine. And then I want to ask a Bloom question to the to the group. C, and again, I'm going C because of average, because I think you're average, but I think you're in that position because your farm system is an absolute dump safari, which goes back to Dombrowski. But you knew, it all again, it keeps going round and round. You knew what you were getting with David Dombrowski, and this is what he does. You're lucky he got you a ring because he never did in, he never did in Detroit. Nope. He fell short every time because his bullpen was absolute tr- trash. Now what do you guys got? Trash bullpen. Mike, here you go. I'm going to give him an A. <laughs> <laughs> Because they tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they did They did their best. Yeah, Mike's the millennial of the group. They, they, they did though. their best. They tried really hard. No, no, no. I, I, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them... I'm going to give them a D because there were some bright spots. Like, yes, the season overall sucked. The bullpen sucked. But Devers was unreal for, for a large portion of the I would, season. I would agree with that. that Bo- that's a Bogarts, Bogarts, Bogarts was very, very good for, for a section of the season. Uh, the starting pitching... Yeah, it was it it wasn't great, but but there were some bright spots. The the entire season to me wasn't a, a complete and utter like the best move Dombrowski made. The best move Dombrowski made was signing Bogarts to an extension when he did. Yeah, no, no, no. They they uh one good they, move uh, he made. But actually, wait. Why don't you why don't you say your say your pieces before you head out? We're losing a member of the of the yeah, staff. Yeah, sorry guys, I gotta check. I got a pregnant wife at home who just texts me. Uh, so shout out her, Alicia. I love you, but uh, guys, I gotta go. It's is is the baby coming? It's not, I don't think it's coming. I don't think it's that severe. So, but I will text you an update. I think she's fine, but she texts me. I gotta get out of here. But uh, I was great 2019, and I'm very, very excited for 2020. She just wants you to make dinner. Yeah, I, I get home. It's just like, oh no, I was just. Uh, you know, we always out. say that nothing ever happens <laughs> at the podcast. It always yeah. happens after the podcast. This could be breaking news. This could be. <laughs> this is the breaking news after the podcast. Yeah, it could be. All right. Well, good luck, Maddie. Hopefully, everything's cool. Uh, 
My question about Bloom that I wanted to pose. Oh, D, I already said that. I, I forgot that. I said, but already D, the, there were some bright points to the season, so I, did, I don't think it was all a, a complete a complete disaster. Um, the question I want to raise about Bloom is something that I've said all of all along, and, and I know certain people are, are, are in on him big time. They, they, they trust him. Why, why, I don't know. Do you put any stock into the fact that he was... Oh, yikes. Turns out I got to go. My dog is apparently heading to the emergency room. No. Uh, do you put... <laughs> the best thing is, is he wasn't even hurt. He just, like, screams out of, like, like fear. But anyway, that was brutal. Hurt my ears. Sorry. Um, the fact that he was a small market team with low expectations... The fact that he is from a, a small market team with low expectations, how do you trust him to now perform in a major market with major expectations? I think he, not everyone at once now. No, right, sorry, well, so, what's the question again? I'm sorry. I think how do you how do you trust him and expect him to perform in a major market with major expectations after he did stuff in a small market with next to no expectations, where it's not an apples to apples comparison? So I think the one comp you can look at is the Dodgers. So Freeman went to L.A., and I and I know you have your opinions if you're a Dodgers fan, but you think about what Freeman's done with that team. That team had what, like a two hundred and like ninety-seven million dollar payroll, dropped Still it down absurd, like yeah. okay, so he dropped it down like a hundred million dollars over the course of like three years. On top of that, you maintained being competitive while reducing your payroll. You rebuilt your farm system to be probably one of the best in baseball. Probably we'll call it top five. Never rebuilt it. It's been consistent. That's the thing. It's been so, consistently strong. They never had to rebuild it. So okay. So it, but so you've had you've had a top five. You've had a top five bullpen. Um, bullpen. I'm stuck on this bullpen thing. Farm system. In addition to reducing your payroll, while kind of doing the same principles of what you did in Tampa. So, I kind of give Bloom that benefit of the doubt because he's coming. He's coming from that same mold. And what have the Dodgers not done? They haven't won a World Series. Did Freeman come from Tampa? He did. Yes. Uh-huh. Rodman came from Tampa. I didn't know but, but though, I mean, granted, now you may not have won a World Series, but they've been in the position the last five years to do so. And they, he's been, at the when it came to not cutting time, he's been afraid to pull the final trigger to get him over that hump. And he's proved it again this offseason when they went into the winter well, meetings I don't, with absurd expectations, and they have done nothing. I don't think it's a matter of that he wasn't trying, though, because he, he was didn't in... didn't give Rendon an offer. That's not trying. Because he felt he... I don't think he wanted the L.A. life. And then he went and signed a contract 30 miles down the road. But was Rendon, was Rendon the guy that's going to put the Dodgers over the top? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, okay. because the Dodgers have failed in two straight World Series... Not because of pitching, surprisingly, mm-hmm. because they cannot hit in October okay. because every single player on that team, well, I don't want to say every single, is a free-swinging, home-run-hitting player. And what wins in October? Pitching. Small ball and putting that ball. Pitching, but small ball on the offensive side, small ball and putting it in play because of good pitching. And when all you do is swing for home runs, you don't hit good pitching. And they have failed twice in a row because of that. And it is Painful to watch because it is predictable. It is so predictable. Anthony Rendon, what does he do? Bat 310 every year and put the damn ball in play. And they have an extensively heavy levy, uh, uh, lefty lineup. God, that would have looked good to put like a turnoff Ballinger, him, Muncie to break the left, right, left, right. And they didn't. They couldn't even give him an offer. 
And that's why he is Andrew Fraudman so, and not Friedman and why they still will not win a World Series. And I know the question's about Bloom, but just to, well, I want It had nothing to do with the Dodgers no, but whatsoever, hang on, but, it, but it became about the Dodgers. But, but hang on, no, because this is going to tie into a second. But to piggy again now, to piggyback on that, so since they didn't get Rendon, let's say the Dodgers go out and they trade for Lindor or they trade for Betts. I'm no, talking we, about Bloom here. But give hang on. Me, I, give me, I, give me the bloom. From, from, okay. so let, me, let me circle back. Let him finish. What I'm, I'm saying, whole, am, though. I'm impatient. What I'm saying, though, is that with Bloom, we have we have someone with, granted, Tampa Bay it may, have, it may have not won a World Series, but there's a track record there where there's consistency with doing a lot with a little. The team had but, a, not the, it, but the team had a $63 million payroll, and they won 90-plus games the last two years. But it's not the it, it, it may not be the same. It's not the same. But because winning ninety three games and 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 not getting past the divisional round is not going to fly in Boston for for an extended amount of time. No. I think and, right and, now and, though, and, and you're not you're not you can't go after the. I know he's better than Jackie Bradley Jr. I know I keep using him as a, as a sarcastic example, but the, but but you can't target the Tommy Fams and 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 expect. That the that the Red Sox fan base is just gonna just embrace him with open arms and say yeah love it love no, and, love and, winning ninety three games but no and, and one, getting but knocked no one out is, in the no wild one is round. asking yeah. the Red Sox to embrace that right now. This year is going to be a really bad barometer to evaluate Bloom because of some of the deficiencies the team has and it's money, where a team is worth billions of dollars and it shouldn't be an issue, but they need to get under a certain they need to get under two to under two oh eight. So to get under 208, that means they got to trade people. Continue. I'm listening. Okay. You're going to text from Maddie D an update already. <laughs> so, Everything's good. Everything's fine. All right. No baby. No, no baby break. yet. No breaking news. So we're on baby watch. Hashtag yeah. baby watch. <laughs> no, it'll be another month. We'll be here for a while. Although at this rate, we might still be here. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you don't go and bring in Bloom, you want to bring in Theo? He didn't want to come back here. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Like I, I don't really. Honestly, I don't really care. I don't like. Do I think Bloom's going to do a good job? Probably. But I just my issue is with is with saying that he's like the saving grace and he's going to be excellent. He's going to be. Look what he did in Tampa with no payroll. Yeah, but what I said is is you know what there is. You know what there. You know what isn't doesn't exist in Tampa that does exist here. Fan base. Anybody want to guess? Fans in the stands. Give him the microphone. What did you just say? I just got the microphone back from him. Expectations. Expectation. You could you could legitimately if you're if you're in Tampa Bay and you're a fan of Tampa Bay, the six people that are fans of Tampa Bay, if they win forty games or a hundred games, nobody cares. If the Red Sox win a hundred games and get knocked out in the divisional round, people care. That's not a good look. People don't like that. And Yes, you can find the value players and you can do that, but there's no proven track record that you can sign a superstar because they Tampa Bay doesn't do that. You can't. Tampa like, Bay can't do that. So there's no there's no record. So just because he couldn't do it in Tampa Bay does not mean he can't do it manage, here. Of being able to manage superstars, being able to manage a high payroll. You're when you're when you're the the the, the GM of the Red Sox. You're not going to try and find the value players. You need to be able to manage your payroll and sign superstars and get superstars. You need to be able to get Mookie Betts on this team under payroll. You need to be able to get 
those type, you need to be able to sign Anthony Rendon when he becomes a free agent here and be able to work it into your payroll. You need to finesse it that way and not get the, again, Tommy Fams. Not, not, not go for a, a value player at a position. You need to be able to, to deal with the superstars and the big money. But you can and do both. Think, you can do both. And you have to fit those guys in to keep yourself in a good financial situation. Fine. Not just go out and spend like, like a drunken sailor. Again. Fine, and I understand hey, that. <laughs> I was okay. wondering why it took so long to get a comment from you. I understand that, but but my point is, is I'm not ready to just Multiple say that this guy is going to be the saving grace because he can find value players. You need to be able to do both, and he has no track record of dealing with superstars. You deal with Blake Snell, who I believe signed an extension, didn't yes. he? But th- like that's not that's not what you have in Tampa Bay. You're not bringing anybody in. You're not you're not managing a, a major payroll where you're bringing in a Anthony Rendon or you're trying to re-sign a Mookie Betts and get a David Price and keep a Chris Sale and a Xander Bogarts. You don't deal with that in Tampa Bay. No, you it's don't. different. No, you don't. It's a it, different it, thing. So I'm not going to sit here and say yes, he's the perfect fit. He's the he's. I don't think anybody said that to be successful. Nobody no, said that. Not no, no one. Nobody no, 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 said but, that. No, no one but, said but that. We said he's a good fit from what we've learned How do you about know him. That? From what we've learned about him, because he can from what it. he did in Tampa Bay as the number two man there, Tampa, but my point is, is you cannot compare what the Red Sox do, how the Red Sox conduct business, to how the Tampa Bay Rays conduct business. You can't do it. It's not no, the same. you can't, and you don't have to. But I, the skills are transferable. I think if you're looking for comps, though, if you're looking for things to compare the two, yeah, he can't go out and sign the Mookie Betts of the world. Yeah, he can't go and bring in the Rendones and all these guys. But if you look at the moves that they have to make to continue to make that team competitive, the Tommy fans do translate because you have to go out and find those players that have versatility, that can play multiple positions, that can do more than one thing. In Boston, you don't need to do that because money you have the money to go. You can pay a J.D. Martinez and say, hey, I'm going to pay you 23.75, and you're just going to DH and play 40 games in the outfield. In Tampa Bay, you need that guy to do everything. I mean, you're kind of that, that's, proving my point. That's a quarter of your payroll in Tampa Bay. So if you brought in a guy like that, but you're, yeah, but, but but exactly, you're proving my point. But to be the general manager of the Red Sox, to be the general manager of the Dodgers, to be the general manager of the Yankees, you need to be able to. You basically need to be a high level accountant, as opposed to uh, uh, in Tampa Bay, in Oakland, in this. You need to be. You need to take it more of like a Danny Ainge approach and finesse the right personalities and finesse the right characteristics and all. Like you need to be like a, a people person and, and figure so, out what but, players work here in Boston. You basically you're basically a glorified accountant trying to get all of this. Under what uh, your cheap boss John Henry gives you, it's 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 not the same style. It's not the same no, type of, of and managing. It, and it doesn't have to be. It you're just assuming suddenly the Red Sox are going to turn into the Tampa Bay Rays with a ninety no, million not. dollar payroll. No, I'm not. I'm saying it doesn't to finesse to finesse a team in Tampa Bay is significantly different than finessing a team in Boston because you. you think, all right, all right. So they want to get under two oh eight. So let's say they get to they get it down to 200 this year, and now he still needs a first baseman and a second baseman. He's got to go out and find those value players at that point that he can bring in for a couple million a year. In that scenario, yes, he'd be a good he'd be a good thing. Okay, then, that's what we're talking about. And but how about but how about having the 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 gonads to go out and make a big deal to trade for? Uh, all right, once they're Darvish, once they're under for, once they're under 208 for the year, they're good. They're reset. Now, next year, 
he can go out and spend and bring in players and go over the luxury tax. They're not they're not saying they're going to be suddenly become a, a low a small market team spending, you know, with with a low payroll. They just want to reset for one year. So if they can get down to 208 and keep Mookie, now maybe they can offer to bring offer him a bigger contract to bring him back and sign him to a a free agent deal or sign somebody else to a free agent deal and they'll go back up over the luxury tax but they won't get hit as hard because they reset this year there's other things besides money that impact if you go over the luxury tax so i understand that you lose draft picks you lose comp- like, i get there, that so there's other things and, the, and that's but that's important right now in baseball so whether you're the red sox or you're the rays or you're whoever you are the, the, a draft again a draft pick to the red sox is not nearly as important as a draft pick yeah, to the yeah but with their farm system but being see, what it is they can't afford see, to lose draft picks or but fall see back i would argue that and say take a look at the dodgers who are similar payroll similar structure similar style that have taken those draft picks and they have developed the Verdugos and the and the Bellingers and the, the, the Seagers Luxes, and the, the Luxes Seagers and, and all these but all these guys have that the sexy name that has that they don't want to trade. They have all these names. I would love Lux here. Um <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> but these are all players though that those picks mean something. They they mean more than you think right now in baseball. And Whether may- you're the Red Sox or you're the Rays. And maybe they're just chips in a trade. I think down I think, the road. I think the overall thing is people have just gotten afraid not to speak for you, but I've gotten afraid that you bring in. You've basically to cut, cut it. You brought in a guy from Tampa Bay. We think we're going cheap, right? Am that's I wrong? Not I, that's not what I'm saying. That's not, I'm not saying that they're going to go cheap. I'm saying that that this guy built a good team in Tampa Bay, and that's how we got his job here. Basically, right? We can all agree on that. He built a good competitive right. team right. in Tampa Bay with with next to no payroll, finding that thing. That's not what that's not what you do here though. That's what I'm saying. It's not the same thing. It's not you're you're not you're not finding value players here. You're more managing uh, more managing assets and person like it's a completely different battle to 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 be a general manager here as opposed to Tampa Bay. Uh, D. I did it. Yeah. D. Yeah, D. <laughs> D for done. D for done. James, any uh, any last words? Nope. Kevin? No. Has, is Kevin still? So Chris, wake Kevin up. <laughs> I, I am here. I am here. I can't pull this thing up. I don't watch baseball. <laughs> uh, Chris, any last words? No. Oh. oh, wait, wait. Matt, any last words? Get a Chris, Chris, any last words? <laughs> I Give Bloom a chance. I am going to give him a chance. I just I'm not going to write him off as a freaking that heir to the like throne. It sure doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I'm going to give him a chance. I just I just can't stand the like uh, again when before he before he signed here nobody even Mike's knew who he be was. The, uh, Ryan, uh, uh, Rob Schneider, of the group, and going to have a pitch for it. The first time the Red Sox will lose. Deuce I'm Fire, not. Fire, Fire Blue Water Blue. Boy, I think. Water Boy. Water Boy. Oh no, we suck again. <laughs> 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 uh, Bill, any last words? No. Bessie. Oh, no, I'm good. Inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for sticking out two and a half hours. This is I, by I far. I thought we had one more thing we wanted the, the, to do. Where it's going to have to be a it's going to have to be a separate oh, a separate right. entity. There's right. no we, I mean, we can't do it. In, we can't do it here. It's got to okay. be a separate entity. No we need to reset. Off. We need to no reset. We need to reset. I think we need to rethink how we configure ourselves for the next conversation too. But We'll uh we'll we'll get to that, but it it. it uh, Kevin can sit next to me because. No, no, that's not what's gonna happen. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. I'll I'll figure it out. I'm getting my own bike. <laughs> Anyways, 
Thank you guys for sticking it out. I'm sure you split it up into multiple segments. If you sat it out for one, then you're crazy. Uh, nobody has that much time. But yeah, yeah this is uh, <laughs> this is basically I am going to s- this is basically a, a, a Scorsese I'm going movie to at this point. On Monday, so I'm good. Oh well, you heard the whole thing live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a hiccup? <laughs> Uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. Like I said at the beginning, way back three hours ago, thank you guys for uh, for your support uh, for this for this last year. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. Don't forget to check out our website, bostonsportssyndicate.com. Uh, don't forget to sign into James's DMs on Twitter or Instagram at bostonsportssyn. You can save yourself $20 off of your first purchase at seatgeek.com by using our code on checkout, BSS. Anything else I missed? You got the website. Got the website. You got the social media. Oh, like us on Facebook. Don't forget, we will do our Boston Sports Syndicate uh, original podcast. Me, Bill, and James will be doing our shows live on Facebook still. There's nothing up there. It's just how I focus, guys. But anyway, there's a television. Is it written on the I'm Ron Burgundy. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by IMCDM. Boston Sports Syndicate. I'm missing you back to back to back to back to back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place of your baby face. You work overnight and I'll be okay. I'm missing you back to back to back.